Welcome to your sanity safe space. Not a fucking issue. With your favorite YouTube podcast duo. You're fucking white male. And a white female too. Saving the millennial generation in weekly installments. <laughs> Live from a castle tower and his mother's basement. This, this. is Beauty and the Beta. <laughs> and we will make America great again. <laughs> My first shot. Where did that come from? Cheers, everybody. Happy New Year. It's been a crazy year. If you can't enjoy yourself on New Year's, yes, then you one can. night. My, my balls are bigger than your balls. Probably. Probably. I'm laughing. Be the yeah. You are fake news. B-O-O-B-S. Very fake news. Hello and welcome to the show. It is a great show, a terrific show, tremendous show, frankly. The best you can ask anyone about that, people often do. This is Beauty and the Beta. My name is Matt Christensen. I am flanked on my right, as always, by my wonderful co-host, Blonde. Welcome. Hello. Uh, I am told that uh, that's a great line for your New Year's Eve party. I love boobs. That'll make the place (laughs) erupt. I didn't try it this year, but noted for next year. Um, I'm, I'm excited to get into that. That's, uh, I, I thought this week, let me say m- most of this week, early in this week, I thought, I don't care about Logan Paul and I don't care about Steve Bannon. Please yeah. don't make me talk about either of those people. Yeah. And then I and, thought about talking about Iran too, but I'm still conflicted on the legitimacy of the coup and Constantine's commentary called on Wednesday and asked us about this. And I gave him a response that was just I wouldn't have given him the same response if he had asked me today. So we decided to omit these topics from today's show. <laughs> you want to retract your call-in show content? I do. If he's listening, um, no. Constantine's commentary, I have a whole different view of this Iran situation. Now, yeah, so talk contact about me on Wednesday, Gab. Or, or yeah, or Gab it up. Um, so I, I'm excited to talk about this CNN New Year's extravaganza. That is just, it has several layers of complexity and fake newsery (laughs) and just things to appreciate so we'll get to that first um and then we'll also talk about this the only the only time i may incidentally talk about steve bannon is in this fire and fury book topic which fired you up more than it does me i basically just want to get through it so i can talk about the gorilla channel which is the best thing to come out of that did you listen to the whole bbc interview you want to tell me you weren't seething after that i was so mad i had to go for a walk I just listened to the part where he says, this is going to be the thing that finally takes down the Trump presidency. Just every time with these people. Mm. Oh, I just lost your video. Oh, well, I can. I don't know why it turns off like randomly sometimes. I can fix that for you. As long as it's not on my end. There we go. Yeah, it comes back. Uh, what else we got? Uh, Megan Kelly, who has a show somehow, inexplicably, I think I inaccurately predicted Megan Kelly's show would be gone by 2018. Uh, I think I said that earlier in the year. And You're so pretty close. That, it has impossibly low rate. You are fake news. So for that, Very I have to fake. fake news myself. But she, um, she's still doing her show. And she did a show on Tuesday about the rise in white supremacism in America. And she talked to this reformed <laughs> white supremacist guy. I didn't listen to the entire interview because, frankly, I found it to be pretty boring. But the way she introduced the topic, I found to be borderline insane. 
several claims of fact that are stretches at best, uh, and a return to the "it's okay to be white" is a is a hate slogan from from Megyn Kelly. So we'll we'll get through that a little bit. But you know, may, maybe Megyn Kelly is onto something because uh, I saw this story of very racist pancakes from an IHOP in Texas carved by some hooligan high school student patrons of this IHOP. Yes. Um, I guess Note we could do, how this is not hoax hate. <laughs> right. Real hate. Real, of hate. The we- yeah. real high school juvenile prank of the week. Uh, oh, yeah. Maybe we need a sounder for that. And then uh, the the trial of the century, the, the Count Dankula Nazi pug trial had some developments this week. Uh, Lauren Southern was on scene to report on it. We'll take a look at some of Lauren's reporting. Count Dankula himself posted uh, an update a few hours before we went live here, so I don't have that to play, unfortunately, but something to direct people to. Uh, DNC Deputy Chair Keith Ellison appears to endorse Antifa on Twitter. That's pretty interesting. Uh and some unknown hero expertly trolls California after the official sanctuary state policy takes effect. That was great. We'll talk about that last. Great work, yeah. And of course, we will read Super Chats in between topics, five bucks and up on the Sunday show because we are no good low-down money grabbers. We regret the policy, but we've got to keep the show on Sunday. Moving along, it will be all this and more on your favorite couple hours of listening material. Thank you for liking the show on YouTube. Thank you for reviewing the show on iTunes. Thank you for keeping us float, helping us upgrade stuff on Patreon. And thank you for emailing us. That is beautyandthebeta at gmail.com. If you want to listen to the show, the audio form is available wherever you find your podcasts, iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, Stitcher. Find those links in the description for you. Uh, Before we hop into the meaty topics, the CNN New Year's event and, um, and the Fire and Fury stuff, we got art to share, of course. So last week, I made the mistake of getting up to pee in the middle of the show, which was a first for me. But that, of course, leaves my chair open for meme work. So old host, 2 out of 10, new host, 69 out of 10. That's Lena Dunham filling this seat. I imagine you'd have some objections to that substitution. Oh, I think that would be a great show. I would just berate her for a variety Once. of reasons. Yeah. Once. Not ongoing. Yeah. Uh, and this apparently is, uh, this is actually an unedited photo of me in the chair. Apparently, if you ask Blonde, I'm 4 foot 11. And that's my real size before I use some, uh, you know, computer enhancements. He's a tiny man. He has yeah. like a size six shoe. It's it's really depressing. You know, the worst thing about leaving my chair uh, like this is I forgot. So you can see the duct tape that's on my, my hand, <laughs> like the, the armrest. It's because this chair has been broken so many. It's it's part of it is just wear from getting up and putting my it's weight on it. It's gaming anger. Don't lie. That it broke. But I'm not going to lie. There's been there's been. Bullshit smashes like that that have broken the armrests. Yeah, so that's why they're duct taped, I gotta admit. And then this is this is actually genuinely fantastic. I really like this. This is from um Hypatia Ascent. It's like a uh, I, it's kind of like a Disney style art. I, I don't know that how else to describe so it. So cute. And I'm actually yeah. wearing the sweater. I always wear the sweater. They actually painted in real clothes that I have, and then that red bow that I wear. Yeah, and the red bow. Yeah. yeah. So attention to detail. This. I like the style. I, I like everything about it. And it's so. so cute. We don't even look like we hate each other. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. I mean, it kind of it makes us look like uh, I don't know. You 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 speculated it makes us look like we're a couple or something. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, yeah. Totally. I don't know. I like the art, and I, I think uh, I thank Hypatia Ascent for that. 
What else we got? I got, uh, I always have these random things at the top of the show that don't really fit in elsewhere that I want to get through things from the week that are just interesting. Do you see this lady who tried to get Ted Cruz to say socialism will win? Did you catch yeah. that? Yeah. 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 So this is, um, this is, this is Ted like Cruz. the left's version of Hitler did nothing wrong. I've seen people do that before where they're like, yeah, now say Hitler her. did nothing wrong or grab her by the pussy. Or, yeah, well, I always confuse Trump's bus tape with that. It was F her right in the P word. Why am I saying this like I have a syndicated, sh- like I'm on, I'm on, I'm on regulated airwaves. Fuck her right in the pussy. How about that? That guy. Because <laughs> uh, <laughs> your parents listen. That's why. Yeah. Hi, mom. Hi, dad. Hi, extended family. Um, okay. So Ted Cruz is out of the movies and this is in the D.C. area. This activist woman who is with the D.C. chapter of the Democratic Socialists of America spots him and asks for a photo. And the result is her trying to get him to say socialism will win. Oh, I forgot one piece of art, too, after this. So this is the tweet. She says 2018 is good. Uh, she tweets this out. And then here's the actual video. Well, welcome. Happy New Year. Thank you. Happy New Year. Say socialism will win. It's not going to. Social- socialism's going to win. There you go. And that's it. And it's just awkward and dumb. Yet this gets celebrated. You go through the Twitter replies on this and it's just people. Oh, you're my hero. Slay queen. Oh, my God. God. And once again, I'm tired of pointing this out, but it's never a hot chick on the left. It's always some fat uggo like go socialism. We need to raise the bar because, you know, it needs to capture worthless people like me. Oh, boy. Before I forget, we did have this piece of art from uh, Garrett also. Oh, yeah, Um, yeah. So this is this is apparently how I handle you when you get out of line. Be quiet or Papa spank. (laughs) Probably shouldn't leave that. Well, I was going to say I shouldn't leave this particular. Hold on. Shouldn't leave that particular freeze frame. frame. Yeah. That frame. (laughs) Definitely. Please. Nobody screenshot that frame. That would be incredible. I I don't want any speculation to brew, but that is what happens when I get too racist on the show. Gags like we need to have a little talk after the show. Oh boy. Um, <laughs> hmm. Okay, let's move on to Jeopardy. Uh, you see this Jeopardy bit controversy of the week. Jeopardy has they're doing these clues, these Jeopardy clues where it's like uh, you have to combine two things. So in this case, the clue is combining yeah. Paradise Lost and let me be clear, Gangsters Paradise <laughs> by Coolio. And the guy says gangster's paradise and then they say correct and then they revoke it. And uh, it's heartbreaking. And then Coolio chimes in with TMZ to offer his take, which is white people shouldn't be able to use certain words. (laughs) A song by Coolio from Dangerous Minds goes back in time to become a 1667 John Milton classic. Nick, what is gangster's paradise lost? Yes. And Lisa, I was about to say you have enough money to take the lead away from Nick, but you don't even have to respond to take the lead away from Nick because our judges have reevaluated one of your responses a few moments ago, Nick. You said gangsters instead of gangstas on that song by Coolio. So that we take 3200 away from you, so you are now in second place. You can see him just very subtly nod like, what? 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 I know. I know. Oh, God. Okay, so now Coolio, TMZ gets in touch with Coolio to see what his take on this is. And to be clear, on the album and the name of the song is Gangsta's Paradise with an A, not E-R. This is what Coolio Lisa, says. you have the lead, as you can see. I probably would have gave it to him, but 
let me explain something to you. And this is for white people. <laughs> is that for both of us then? The ER will always get you in Pronouncing um, the ER, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. a good rule of thumb. Well, now I can't tell if he's joking or if he's serious. Is he making a joke about the N-word or is he actually being serious? I can't interpret this. I think he's being he's being serious. Yeah. So I can't say gangster? I think he was talking about the N-word. Okay, so he's making a... a, a then he's kind of joking. But I then they know. go on and it's hard to tell what he means. For certain ER, words, obviously. Never, right. Never use the ER. If you, if you don't have to use the ER, don't use but it. But come on, Coolio, that doesn't, that doesn't apply here. I mean... Look, like you said, so when you heard him, when you heard him say Gangster's Paradise. This is a, that's a lesson for him. It is actually technically AS. Technically, that's, that's it. Technically, ER is wrong. Do you have respect yeah. for that judge? Like, are you, so I, see, I hear that and I actually think, you know what, that judge is really honest. <laughs> well, I think that it's a good, like, it's a good lesson to never use the ER. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can't tell what he I, means, but I don't just, yeah. Just, this is bullshit. But at that moment, you can see that that guy in the Jeopardy, he, he realizes that he's like the single most disenfranchised white guy in the world because now he's <laughs> lost to a woman and he's getting eliminated because he didn't want to say gangsta. Everybody knows it's gangsta, but he probably thought that that was racist, so he didn't want to say it. Yeah, interesting. I, I, I would, it would be curious. I would be curious to know, did you actually know it was gangsta and you chose to say gangster because this is like a more formal setting or something everyone knows it's gangsta i mean i honestly didn't i don't i don't know what i would have said <laughs> I, I will say that i i listen i listened back to the song for the first time in possibly ever like by choosing <laughs> like it wasn't playing at a place or it wasn't in a movie or something i clicked play on it that possibly ever i think that it sounds like a hard r in in the song like listen to it and tell me it's not a hard r I think it's a hard R. Yeah. It's close. It's like gangsters. But isn't the song called Gangsters? Correct. The title, there's no debate. But I think the way that the guy says it. Now, the, the singer, the R&B singer who sings that chorus, he's not white, so the rules don't apply to him anyway. <laughs> this is heartbreaking, though. That poor guy. You want to talk heartbreaking? Lactatia's back. Oh, God. Our favorite eight, formerly eight, now nine-year-old drag queen is back. I don't have video, so I can spare you that. But did you scope these tweets? I sure did. Okay, so Lactatia, a lot of people will remember, is is this drag queen who is enabled by her degenerate mom and her... Um, Pussy father. Her degenerate, fat, feminist, septum-wearing, septum-pierced mother. Yeah, and her pussy father. It's like the worst couple I've ever seen. And she goes and does these drag queen events and is put on sexualized display for people and, and what is pretty sickening, to be honest. Now, there's something called the House of Man, which uh, originally described themselves as an erotic clothing company. And they have this, I think he's a photographer for them or he works for them in some capacity. This Brandon Hilton as well as the House of Man are tweeting out, wow, we have our eight-year-old drag superstar Lactatia modeling for the House of Man. Again, describing itself as an erotic uh. clothing company. Uh. Uh, and to give you an idea of some of the stuff that they promote and create. I don't think that there's anything wrong with this for adults, but that's some of their example work there. Again, there's their Twitter former Twitter page saying erotic clothing company. Here's their naughty list collection this week for, for Christmas. Oh 
and this is the this is this is what Lactatia is modeling for. Now, a lot of people got really pissed at this guy in his Twitter uh, mentions, as you would expect, and so he comes out and tweets this. And this is this is full Poe for me. Like I I can't believe this is tweeted seriously, but apparently it is. Woke up to countless tweets telling me kill yourself and calling me a pedo after we announced nine year old drag superstar Lactatia as our new House of Man cover girl. If you can't handle a kid in a sequin onesie, maybe the future isn't for you. Ah. You know, we've gone full horseshoe. This is just like the West version of the the dancing boys of Afghanistan. It's like we've created our own sexualized youth that all these weird perverts can jerk off to. And everybody's like, it's fine because we're gay. What? Yeah. You'll also notice uh, this this guy, Brandon Hilton, verified. No problem. Blue check. No problem. Twitter endorsed. Twitter endorsed the um, Dude, loosely- I went off this ride. This is not the future that I endorse. That's the future I'm signing up for just by existing right now. No, I went off. I went off. I I, fi- I would like to see a public opinion poll on whether people consider that progress. That that's progress. That's that's social advancement uh, in in this person's judgment and presumably Twitter's, since now Twitter is has basically all but said the the blue check is an endorsement uh, indicator. That this is the progress that we're headed towards. I mean, at what point do you think that CPS should get involved? There's the real question. I don't think that at what point should uh, Chris Hansen be involved? How about that? <laughs> like send him to talk to that photographer guy. Cause that is, I mean, if there, I don't, I, that couldn't toe the line of fetishizing, sexualizing a child any closer. And for a lot of people, it's already well over the line. I think that's entirely fair, but the distinction here between this and entering areas of like child pornography is getting very thin, very thin. That's definitely a boundary we want to push. It's progress. <laughs> oh mm. Ugh. Dude, no more lactaceous. St- you know how this hurts my soul. <laughs> like the, especially the lactaceous story. Every time that something like this comes around, I'm like, how do we save this kid? What can we do to get this kid out of this shit situation? Let's get lactaceous mom on the show. Lactaceous going to die of a heroin overdose when he's like 13. That's what's going to well, happen. That, that is, yeah, that's genuinely heartbreaking. Is After what are having the odds 500 that you think, sexual partners. What, what are the odds that you think, it, yeah, in, in Getting uh, AIDS. I mean, 15, 20 years we read a story. Former child drag model Lactatia grows up to uh, lead normal, successful life. Yeah. I'm sure that'll be the headline. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I mean, if he killed his mother, I'd be like, let's not prosecute him. <laughs> <laughs> We'll cross that bridge when we get to it. <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> okay, you want to talk um, fire? This one's going to take a little bit. Should we take a break before we get into fire and fury? Uh, yeah, should we got we... a few super chats. We should probably okay. go through. Um, Michael Alexander said, "Love the show. In my opinion, the Russian collusion scandal. Uh, there's just too much smoke to discount the likeness of the likeliness of fire." Curious about which source has led you to believe the investigation is a waste of time. I have not heard anything substantial uh, in in the Russia investigation that makes me think that it's worthwhile to further investigate. I don't know what you're talking about, dude. Have you heard anything where you're like, oh, this is definite collusion with Russians? I guess what people would cite is the Donald Trump Jr. meeting with this yeah, lawyer. I mean, that's probably but the she most was connected damning. to Fusion GPS, and so I think this was all farce anyway. I believe that this is absolutely ridiculous. And then any discussion with any Russian diplomat is portrayed as this kind of Russian collusion. You know he's a world leader and he has to communicate with other world leaders, even if they're Russian. So no, thank you for your super chat donation, but um, that's really stupid and I disagree. Jeez, 
Whoa, geez, you're fired up tonight. I know. It's, it's because Thanks of this for, fucking wolf interview. It's because of what we're going to get to next. Um, Maybe that I, wasn't I, fair. I, I mean, this, have you heard we, anything that makes you think that it, it's... I mean, is there, are there are there circumstantial curiosities like the like the Trump Jr. meeting? Sure, but I think given Fusion GPS's involvement and the fact that Steele potentially was paying Russian sources for intel on Trump, uh, we have to acknowledge that this smoke is not necessarily unique to the Trump camp either. I think if there's anything, um, and I think if there's anything to be believed, it's that Russian, Russian, uh, whoever, Russian officials, Russian actors were trying to meddle in this election without necessarily like a partisan Donald Trump interest. They might've been trying to meddle, but I don't think it was this like team up with Trump to defeat Hillary. As yeah, we're being I haven't seen believe. a lot of evidence of this meddling either. I think that the left is grasping at straws. Nobody has has shown me anything at this point that that is convincing about this Russia collusion hmm. or meddling in the election at all. Seriously, if you guys think that there's something here, then then please send it my way. But I'm pretty sure I've evaluated almost every piece of evidence that's out there about this. Yeah, and the trouble is a lot of it, especially with the the DNC hacking stuff. A lot of that is. Uh, is evidence that we're not able to look at and verify independently. It's just believe the the intelligence right. community. And what about okay. the Pissgate dossier? It's clear that the left is also trying to further this narrative by completely inventing pieces of information and evidence. Mm. And, and I'm still supposed to believe, where there's smoke, there's fire. I'm, I'm sorry, Super Chatter, that I was so hard on you, but like that really <laughs> pisses me off. It's okay. She does it to everybody. Me too. <laughs> I do. Um, thank you for that, though. Evil Fuzzy Nine said, first time I'm able to comment with Super Chat, usually just listening while at work. Thank you, Evil. We appreciate well, that. Um, Claude Sandtruck said, short sleeves, gym shorts, and flip-flops, and snow. South Carolina got me uh, sick, mm. presumably, but still giving five. Blonde, take the snow back to Seattle. Did you all get uh, $1 on the first? $1 on the first? Money's on the first? I don't know. I would love it if it rained, if it snowed in Seattle more. That would be a delight. It probably, I mean, maybe once every once couple of years or something, year or, or something maybe like once that. a year. That's kind of how it was when I was in Portland, and then the city shuts down if it does. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I love the snow, so it, it was great growing up in St. Louis. Uh, Kingsley Oberqua, say what you will about CNN. I watch their New Year's coverage every year. It's cringe, guilty pleasure. We're about to get to that, like, real heavy. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. I teased uh, Fire and Fury. Yeah, what am I thinking? We have to get to the CNN drunk New Year's recap next. I'm getting ahead of myself. Um, Travis Valle said, my dad wasn't a good guy around Christmas. It's one thing to tell a kid that Santa Claus is dead. It's another to make you, it's another to make him help you hide his body. (laughs) Hold on. The the poorly timed rim shot is earned. There we go. And then when I hear the rim shots, it's always twice. And like, it has a two second delay. And so I always wonder if I'm talking through them. Doesn't matter. (laughs) I don't listen to our show back, so I don't know. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Uh, David Scheffler said, Matt, I'm playing Skag 3 on Slitherio. I don't know what that is, but that's my gamer tag. Soon your snake will be the biggest. Blonde, have you ever considered wearing a uh, drindle? Seems like your thing. What? There's too many references I don't know. I don't know but apparently, Are we old? He's, put, he's, playing, he's playing some some player or some computer named me in a video game or named my gamer tag. I don't even know the uh, game, though. A drindle. Live chat, help me out. This is not another Yarmulk situation. Yeah, are you sure you're pronouncing it correctly? <laughs> I know. D-R-I-N-D-L is what it says. Um, right. Thank you, David. I'm sorry that we're old and we don't understand anybody's references. Uh, normally, we play it off like it's cool, but we can't because I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, right, I'm before... surprised you don't know what this is. What is it? It's the traditional feminine dress worn in Austria. Think of like if you pictured like a... 
a yodeling woman. Is or it D R I N D L? D I R N D L. Ah, well, Durindle? he spelled it wrong, but I probably still wouldn't have known that. Yeah, I mean, this looks like uh, this looks like the outfit you would buy for your daughter. Frankly, does it look like something Yona Yinton would wear? Yes. Yeah. Oh, yes. Absolutely. Excellent. During during her culling exercises. Yeah, for sure. Um, Rick Morana said, I heard through a quote, a quote recreation that Matt quote, wants some black lipstick, sour whale meat. Love you guys. <laughs> what? I can't confirm or deny. I don't know. I, I, black. Wait, wait, wait. Black. Want some black lipstick, sour whale meat. I, oh, I think this is a reference to, um, our Wednesday discussion when I was discussing, uh, a, a few romantic prospects the internet has to offer that, uh, were not appealing. <laughs> oh, that's right. Oh, yes. I gotcha. Yeah. Uh, Chris Feilbeck said, test. You passed the test. It did. Uh, it went through. Thank Gabriel you. Gabriel Lopez said, as of 2018, Andy is no longer a faggot. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I've been loving Andy Worski's streams lately. I think he's been having he's been having a blast just having these really explosive streams. And it's, it's yeah, been Yeah, Jared Holt's fun. all over it. Jared Holt's real mad. Anybody that is triggering that creature of the estrogen lagoon <laughs> is a friend of mine. So if you're listening to this, Andy. Yeah. Did you see Jared Holt on Twitter says, why would I ever go on these guys' YouTube stream? I'd just be earning them money. Yeah. yeah okay. You'd be earning I mean, them money. Not Do really, because nobody knows who the fuck Jared Holt is, except yeah. he's some scarf-wearing faggot that dogs on us every once in a while. To he which I replied, I, I would give him or the charity of his choice a hundred percent of the revenue if he were yeah. willing to come on this show. Yeah. He didn't reply. If he comes on the show, we will donate the money to the, I don't know. I'll give it to him Southern personally Poverty Law if Center he has wants. That. I don't care. I'll donate it to Right Wing Watch if he wants. Yeah, I mean, I we'll just care. tell our audience not to not to donate anything. <laughs> well, it's up to them. They're making a free choice. <laughs> uh, a few more. But yeah, he, the point is he won't even do it for money. He, yeah. He, yeah, he won't do it. And then when I invited him on my stream after he wrote that absolutely slanderous hit piece, he told me he had to ask his boss for permission and then just blocked me. And so he yeah, didn't have to answer any follow-up questions. What a little bitch. Uh, that's not right. Said Matt and I once made love aboard aboard the Borg. Resistance was futile, if you know what I mean. I know what you mean, but Matt doesn't because he won't watch one goddamn episode of Star Trek The Next Generation. I can confirm that happens, though. <sighs> it's the only reason I know what the Borg is is because of that encounter. Three-Sided Coin I, is our resident socialist. Glad to have you back on your regular Sunday. Sorry I couldn't be live with you on Friday, Saturday show, but I work six days a week. Hmm. Also, you did not file with the bureaucracy form 87B so you can change the show time and have a guest. This will go on the Yeah, Friday. yeah. Thanks. <laughs> Thank you, Three-Sided Coin. You're so funny. A resident socialist. Uh, just two more. Slosher said, suck it, Trebek. Suck it long and suck it hard. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Class, back when back when uh, SNL was funny, was funny. Man, the Those Jeopardy the days, bit was right? always great. Turd yeah. Ferguson, Norm Macdonald as uh, as um, Burt Reynolds. Yeah, yeah. Although yeah. this last year, the one uh, the Black Jeopardy with Tom Hanks was a hilarious. Skit. Yeah, that one was pretty good. Yeah, I do remember. Maybe that. they're just good at Jeopardy. Um, and then last one for right now is Rick Moranis again. I dated a feminist, went to a drag show. These shows are the most sexualized entertainment, short of porn, I have ever seen. Kids have no place there. Mm. Yes, I have been to some drag shows, and it is. Yeah, it's just, it's a whole thing. It's a whole thing. Uh, we're good for right now, though. Let's hop into um, CNN's Drunk New Year. Because uh, there's not much to explain here. This happens every year, as one of the chatters mentioned. Like, it's it's entertaining. Um, 
I, we've we've laughed at it before. Of course, they didn't have Kathy Griffin this year because she made a mock decapitated Trump and nobody wants to associate with her, which is amazing because it's not like any of this is above Kathy Griffin. Like, oh, yeah. we're too good for Kathy Griffin. And that's the thing. I want to preface my commentary on this. I don't necessarily have a problem with anything that they're doing. What I have a problem with is pretending that they're on this moral high ground, that they're these people of such high character. We'll talk about Clay Travis and the boobs thing. Remember how offended Brooke Baldwin was by that? And then turning around and just being a complete sloppy drunk and saying things that are functional equivalent to what Clay Travis said. You can't have it both ways. So either you're you're going to say you're this morally superior professional or you're going to just... But we're not on New Year's. We can do whatever we want on New Year's. Yeah. Taking a shot. (laughs) So weirdly, it all started actually with um. God, get lactation off my screen. (laughs) It all started with uh, this weed bit. Randy K on a pot bus in Denver. That's how this started. Well, she's in Colorado, where I guess recreational marijuana is. Surrounded by weed. Did you get yes. me the cheaper shoes? She's on a, a, a pot bus, basically. It's going great. I'm definitely earning the nickname Kush K, that's for sure. <laughs> uh, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, come on. Everybody knows what Kush is. So, listen, uh, I came prepared, you know, this year. I thought maybe I would bring a gas mask with me so I wouldn't, you know, get that contact high. But look at what's on the other end of the gas mask. Yes, a bong. And of course, they couldn't stand to see a bung that didn't have any um, cannabis in it. I don't think this is really what a gas mask is used for, but um, wow. Okay. Oh, God. This is New Year's Eve Denver this style. This is legal everybody. in Colorado. Oh, my God. Randy's dose is getting I have in. to quit smoking weed. That's, it, just, it just right in this very moment became an uncool thing that mm-hmm. your parents do, and I'm not going to do it anymore. There it is. <laughs> yeah. And then she's smoking. This is what, like an hour later? She's still smoking. They cut back to her. She's got more to say. Hey, Andy, this is for you. Oh. No, this is a this is oh a puff my god. party. Oh. Do you want this? Oh my god! I can't. I don't this know. is it's CNN. A, it's I'm a not pink oh joint. my god! This is the best. Oh, what's up? We're gonna okay. talk. So that that's the weed bit, and the, the I don't really care about the weed bit that much, other than like you said, it just it. It was at this point that we realized that it's not a it's not a counterculture thing <laughs> at all anymore. Um. But uh, some people did notice out there, including Clay Travis, which we'll get to in a little bit, that what we're saying is there's a lot of degeneracy going on on CNN. That's kind of what we're building here. They cut to to Don Lemon and Brooke Baldwin, who this is this is Don's first shot of the night. It's his first shot. I don't know how many beers he had then or how many glasses of wine. But he's already slurring his words. I mean, he yeah. seems like he's at about 0.12. <laughs> and they got these, uh, they're in New Orleans and they have these kind of Mardi Gras looking necklaces that are like, they're like big uh, ornaments on them. And Brooke Baldwin observes that her balls are bigger than Don's balls. Isn't this like being at a neighborhood party and watch, like watching all your drunk older neighbors interact? Yeah, yeah. Like embarrassing. That, it's like the worst potluck I've ever been to. Yeah. So let's check it out. Turn this mother out right now. Look, hello everyone. It's my first shot. Where did that come from? You want one? Not yet. I do. Cheers, everybody. Happy New Year. It's been a crazy year. If you can't enjoy yourself on New Year's, yes, then you one can. night. That's such an underrated exchange there, too. He's, if you can't enjoy yourself on New Year's, and he's saying, if you can't enjoy yourself on New Year's, then when can you enjoy yourself? But Brooke interjects and says, yes, you can. You can enjoy yourself <laughs> on New Year's. Yeah, just, just watch that exchange and how stupid it is and tell me these are, this is their first shots or Don Lemon's first shot. 
let's check it out. Burn this mother out right now. Look, hello everyone. It's my first shot. Where did that come from? You want one? No, on. not yet. I do. Cheers, everybody. Happy New Year. It's been a crazy year. If you can't enjoy yourself on New Year's, yes, then you what, can. Night, what, what night can you do? We can enjoy ourselves more than tonight. Oh, my. My, my balls are bigger than your balls. <laughs> Probably. Okay, now flashback, flashback to September. Now you'll recall this is Clay Travis discussing the ESPN firing of Jamel Hill, or should they fire her? ESPN's controversy with Jamel Hill about calling Trump a white supremacist. Clay Travis famously said, I believe in only two things absolutely the First Amendment and boobs. And then we get the whole Brooke Baldwin bit of, as a female anchor and a woman, I cannot believe you would come on my show and say such terrible things. But I could say that I have bigger balls than Don Lemon. I'm a First Amendment absolutist. I believe in only two things completely the First Amendment and boobs. I just want to make sure I heard you correctly as a woman anchoring the show. Did you say, what did you say? You yeah. believe in the First Amendment and. B-O-O-B-S? Boobs. And I just want to make sure it, I'm hearing you correctly. B-O-O-Z-E or B-O-O-B-S? Because yeah. as a woman, I'm... I'm as a, as in boobs. So why would you even it, say that live on national television and with a female host... Oh, Why would you say up, balls you with a male host yeah. on national television? What a bitch. Oh, okay, so Clay Travis has been watching this, this weed bit. I don't know if he saw the balls bit or not, but he's... Um, he says, okay, someone go to someone in New Orleans, Boobs Baldwin and Don Lemon are interviewing random people at a bar down there. Get on the air and say that you love boobs and I will give you 10 grand. Ooh. Which I don't know if he paid out, but it did happen. So there's this couple that fakes an engagement to get onto CNN and then you and then after they're being interviewed and she just screams out, I love boobs, B-O-O-B-S. <laughs> and it only gets better from there. That's not even the end of the story. Okay, so we have a special little something. We have something really special. Really so special. Andy, Justin, we understand you have something special. Marissa, I love you. And uh, she said yes. She said yes. I love food. Oh, he went to Jared somewhere else so she, said, said, yes. she said yes she said yes we love that oh. we love no they're oblivious they're not they don't get the obvious joke here they think that it's just a normal because they're everyone's oh. so lit they think that it's just a normal thing for someone after they get proposed to you to be like i love boobs <laughs> <laughs> and everyone just erupts in cheering and cnn publishes this cnn captures new year's <laughs> eve marriage proposal with the video that includes the i love boobs shouting and, and, and they're, they're oblivious to, to this obvious bit. How do you not remember Brooke Baldwin famously being so offended by someone saying, I love boobs, and now she has no problem with it? This is expert trolling. Good job, Clay Travis. Yeah. Good job. So, I mean, he, he already won before, but he definitely won again this round. And then we get the closer with um, Don and Brooke describing how not drunk they are and how sober they are but but they have a secret that after the show's over they go out to the bars where all the drunk people are and they let the drunk people buy them you're shots you're my best friend no you're my best friend yeah yeah five four three two one I got 
many of my dreams. Should old acquaintance be forgotten of old Brooke and I have a tradition. Should we tell them the tradition? So we really like, we sort of pretend like we're drinking here. We're having a good time. We drink a little bit. We've been but doing this now together for but years. we go out after. This is our fourth We do. Year That's our real together. New Orleans we go out New Year's and Eve. paint the town red. It's hilarious because everyone's drunk and we're sober, sober walking into the bar. I know, and everyone's smashed. And they're all like, Donnie Brooke here. Shot, 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 shot. And that's what happened. Not that we've ever had shot spot for us in New Orleans ever. Never, we would never do ever, that, ever. Ever. We'll be out in the French Quarter. <laughs> <laughs> Ugh, so cringy. I just. Uh, uh. It's entertaining. I am. I am entertained watching it. But but that's. Why do they do this every year? It's like okay, I get blacked out drunk on national television so that we can like appeal to millennial audiences is that what they're trying to do i don't know and and that's it just bothers me because it's like pick what you want to be i i get it everyone's doing this on new year's i'm not going to sit here and say well what they're doing is morally wrong it's not that it's just pick what you are and tell me you can't be chastise clay travis brooke baldwin and degenerate drunk yeah. my balls are bigger than yours brooke baldwin you got to yeah. pick one i would pick big balls brooke i think that's more fun <laughs> And just as credible, frankly, I, I, yeah, I don't really. think there's any credibility lost. How embarrassing, so, God. Yeah, it's it, it's it's the degeneracy in combination with the moral posturing. Yeah. That's that's what's bothersome about it. Yeah, I wouldn't complain about this otherwise, but it's like it's like pandering. And then there's something really seeing like a, a drunk college student. You're like, oh, that's kind of funny, you know, whatever. But seeing yeah. somebody older than about 30 blacked out drunk, there's something like uniquely sad about that like you're yeah. you do not have your shit together bro or brooke yeah you know what I, I frequently get requests for us to like do drinking games on this show or take oh shots God. and it's like i look i like to have a coors light to just kind of you know take the edge off a little bit but i i don't want that i don't want clips we don't like do that. this anymore <laughs> I, I don't want to create that type of material for the internet to consume Somebody just said, blonde, you're 30. Yeah, and I have not drank in like six years. So, mm. yeah. But, I mean, do you see people – you go out you go out to bars. Uh, do you see do people now. older than college age <laughs> now, like getting blacked out drunk? In oh, yeah. Club? I saw some last night. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> they generally are not um, the type of people where you're like, I don't know, that, that guy or gal looks like his or her life is together and successful. Uh, you know, they, yeah. they look like lifers, basically. Yeah. Yeah. But on New Year's, it's a different story. I mean, I, I didn't go out this New Year's, but of course you're going to get a lot more people than on a typical weeknight or weekend. Yeah, but these are also news anchors for a major national network. Yeah. And they're always acting like they're better than everybody else morally. So. Yeah. And again, that's, that's what's funny too. This whole thing is built upon the premise that Kathy Griffin is, is uh, not up to the standard of this show. Kathy Griffin is, uh, is too much of a degenerate. Yeah. <laughs> to appear on this show yeah uh okay so we'll have to get into fire and fury next do we need to take another break or should we have into that oh we it's got a million a super chats okay, let's go uh let me reload this really quick oops i just accidentally blocked somebody that i did not mean to let me undo that really quick whoops you can undo a block that quick oh uh, yeah nice uh but i usually won't just so <laughs> yeah uh let's see first name said he probably said gangster because gangsta is not a fucking word and sounds fucking retarded 
also because he can speak fluent English. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. true. I mean, uh, Jeopardy is like a professional environment. It's a very... Yeah. The problem was, though, it has to be, he has to say what the album or the song was called. Yeah. yeah. So I understand why they disqualified it, even though I think that it's pretty unfair. Hmm. Um, Stephen Lapp said, great was going to listen to music while I edit photos, but now this is so much better. Great job, as always. Love listening in. Thank you, Stephen. Well, thanks we for tuning that. in. Motionless Potato said, it's my birthday, so I have some money. Thanks for all the help getting through the year. Thank you, Mr. Oh, Potato. Well, happy birthday. Happy birthday, too. Um, Richard McLaughlin, on lactation, I would recommend works by the late and great Dr. Joseph Nicolosi for insight into similar phenomena. Notable works include A Parent's Guide to Preventing Homosexuality. I'm not familiar with this. Well, that's <laughs> a, that's, I mean, I don't judge a book by its cover. That's an aggressive title, though, for me. A Parent's Guide to Preventing Homosexuality. I mean, some of it's got to be, uh, got to be nurture. Yeah, I mean, I, uh, I don't want to get into that debate right now, as you know, but, um, <laughs> I, I, I'd have to look it up. I'd have to see it. I mean, that sounds like, it sounds a little, um, I, I, I don't know. I, I guess I shouldn't. Look at Skag trying to get it. out of answering this. No, it's just, it's, it's, it sounds a little, um, it sounds a little pensy for my taste. It sounds a little electroshocky maybe. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but it is, it's definitely true that it's unknown how much of this originates from you know, heritable factors and yeah, how I can much grant environmental, um, especially with lesbians who I think there's, there's more sexual fluidity amongst les lesbian populations. Like I I've, see more lesbians where I'm like, you definitely could have taken a dick for the rest of your life and it would have been fine. But like when I meet a gay man, I'm like, yeah, you were, you were born this way. <laughs> yeah. And I've heard so. conflicting. I don't know what data say or anything. I've definitely heard conflicting testimony from gay people on whether they believe it's, uh, I don't know a lot of people who believe it's exclusively nature or nurture. Yeah. And some people have come after me before for saying like it's an immutable characteristic, which I grant that it's probably not the same as like race. Yeah. I, what I mean is I just kind of what I mean when I say that, and it's not precise in language, of course, I'll grant you that. What I mean is like for the purposes of in the context of discriminating against a person, for example, like religion is not an innate characteristic either, but we still consider that within the kind of realm of of factors that we consider discrimination bad against you know what i mean so that's kind of why i lump it in that way i don't mean to imply that i'm firm on the side that like there are no environmental factors that play into this whatsoever i don't know yeah. i don't know and i've heard conflicting information from people i'm just trying to be clear because i get emails sometimes that are Are you trying off. to be clear or are you trying to cover your ass i'm trying to be clear because i get emails from people that are like you you need to provide evidence for that well i'm not stop reading your emails do you still yeah. read these emails when i get an email <laughs> like that i'm like oh i'm just gonna read two lines of this and not finish yeah yeah um david alexander you blonde send some love to our girl ash and birdie she's been doxxed by her own family members shit i actually Thanks. text with her sometimes and check in on her um, but she's been really busy with your channel. And then uh, she has an open invitation to come on the show. And uh, we ha incidentally, I have a little clip of Ashton because I'm going to talk about Mark Bray and the Antifa book later. And some of the stuff I have to remind people who Mark Bray is, is her talking to Mark Bray at Berkeley. Oh, that's right. Yeah, Didn't we watch yeah. this on the show uh, like three, four weeks ago? No, I, I did a video on it, uh, mm -hmm. but we never talked about it on the show. We did play a clip of her interacting with one of her professors in the classroom. On the show. I don't think so. I don't remember. I'm maybe maybe positive. we did. Um, Casey Shepard said, long time listener, first time super chatter. Love your content. Keep up the good work. Thank you, Casey. Well, we appreciate that. 
Um, Three-sided coin. Even I don't believe in the Russian nonsense, at least on Trump. Maybe Hillary did, though. Then again, I'm a Kyle Kalinske, Jimmy Dore progressive. <laughs> Thank you, three-sided coin. Uh, Joseph Kulisic said, Happy New Year, Matt. When you lived in Portland, did you turn into a fucking retard who didn't know how to pump his own gasoline? <laughs> no, I actually, that was my, I liked living in Oregon and I do like the city of Portland, even though the politics, when I was there, yeah. it was very like, it was weird, but it wasn't this authoritarian Antifa bullshit. Um, but the only thing I genuinely hated about living there, uh, including the rain, which I actually liked the rain because it made it easy to study and stay inside. I, I liked that. I liked the wintry or the, yeah. the rainy winter that you get, but um but it was the gas thing. It pissed me off. I hated that about living there. So yeah. you, you can't. You still have to get an attendant to pump your gas in Portland and the bigger cities. But now, if I go back to Portland, at least on the rural drive to Portland, I can pump my own gas in Oregon, which will be sweet. Look at that. Um, oh, excuse me. Maddington said Hillary's campaign motto: "When they go low, we go high." CNN's motto: "When our ratings go low, we get high." <laughs> <laughs> okay. 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 Here's, all right, here we go. Well, Bob Smith said, did you catch the number two live stream of all time? The Richard Spencer and Sargon debate. I did. And I watched all four hours of it. It was is it just, four hours long. I haven't it watched it. It was like it three yet. and a half, but the last, I think half hours is just super chats. I thought, I don't know about you guys, but I thought it was a nonstop thrill ride. And I thought I, by the end of, I was so embarrassed for Sargon. I just, really, he's just sometimes, he just sometimes he's not the greatest apart. debater. No, but you know. it was it was really bad. He resorted to all of these uh, really infantile tactics. He was correcting people's grammar, and oh, no. he was like, what "You happened? need to define what being white is. You need to define what being white is." And he just got really fixated on that, and then making jokes at people's expenses. It was just like like watching somebody lose a debate but flail all the way down, just grabbing every ad hom he possibly could, <laughs> talking over people. By the end, I was oh, just man. like, "Oh my god, Sargon!" Like. That I mean, was he's just had some mortifying. rough ones before. I remember like Christy I've, Winters. I've never when he seen a debate with... where he got ass raped like this before. Okay, I'll have to check it out. Check and it out. was by Richard Spencer? It was Richard Spencer, but Styx was also on. And then. Um, yeah, but Jean, Styx wouldn't be siding Jean, with Spencer. He right? was there to support uh, Sargon. So was Kevin Logan. Yeah. They also pulled him in. And then Millennial Woes got pulled in at some point. And uh, Jean Francois Guillapier, is that his last name? Guillapier? I don't know. Something like I don't that. Know. Um, and I think I'm forgetting somebody else. But but yeah, it was just an absolute, it was just a slang. Yeah, so I've seen people talking about the debate and then half the people I see are just ripping Worski and the rest for the debate even happening. Right. How yeah. could you even entertain these yeah. thoughts, you moral degenerate? Shuan Head was saying, how could you possibly do that? How could This is not up for debate. This is a topic that's not even, <laughs> it's like these skeptics, they're just like, you can't talk about that. But then they're like, you're going to try to censor me? <laughs> what? Yeah. Whatever. Uh, Joshy Boy said, leave it to CNN to make weed uncool, and I don't even smoke it for real. I know, right? Um, Travis Valle, at six, I got sent home from school. My mom didn't punish me. She said, wait till your dad gets home, and waiting for dad to come home, longest 20 years of my life. Oh, God. God. That's that's some Nelson Muntz stuff right there. Oh, you guys. Um, Dangerous Spaces, the media says, where there's smoke, there's fire. On an unrelated note, please ignore the smoke machine they're currently using to produce fake smoke. (laughs) Ah, yeah. Was exactly. that the first? Was that the first a uh, super chatter? With were they just messing with me by saying where there's smoke, there's fire? Were they just referring to something the media says? And I just misread yeah, that I mean, as serious. I interpreted that as serious the way you read it, but okay. Maybe well, if I if, if you were if just we interpreted just it wrong, go ahead and email then. us. Yeah, I, I apologize if you were just saying that in jest. Um, Zen Mistress said, CNN is the drunk girl trying to prove how much fun she is. Oh my <laughs> I'm God. just waiting for someone to wake up and decide that they've been raped. <laughs> yeah, exactly. 
<laughs> oh my god, I'm so drunk. Nobody rape me. That would be terrible. Please. I hope I hope there aren't any creepy guys at this bar. Oh god. Uh just a few more for right now. The blonde rant. As those references you are too old for, I understand. I only understand because of what I learned from my students, public school teacher here. Yikes. Anyway, here's ten dollars for Matt's computer chair fund. Thank you, Blonde. Oh yeah. Eventually um, I'll have to get a new one. But I kind I like when I have old worn out pieces like this. He Until, wants to like, beat it to death. I wouldn't phrase it that way. <laughs> <laughs> Neither would I again. Uh, Renica said someone needs to do razor blade business cards so I can tell so I can sell them down the road. Uh, not access. Wait, wait. So I can tell them down the road, not across the street. What? Razor blade business cards, and then it's a guide to slitting your wrist, is what down the road, not across the street Ooh. means. Ooh, don't, don't listen to the show, guys. Don't well. Thank you for that, Redicus. And those three more, and then we'll get back to the show. Bill McPherson said, Blonde, no one likes a quitter. If you don't smoke, you're going to have to take up drinking to cope with leftist cringe. Um, yeah, I have to quit everything because I'm gonna get pregnant soon. So yeah, so it's all it's all going Smoke away anyway. I might as well just quit because of CNN. <laughs> the beggar yeah. hero. It's nice knowing that Don one shot makes me drunk. Lemon and Brooke. How can you talk about boobs? Baldwin are not freezing in the Midwest. Yeah, really. Yeah. Uh, and then last one. Three sided coin said fifty dollars super chat and up per shot. And you would. Fifty dollars. Uh, that's well. That's true. So uh, when I said that, I'm never gonna do like a. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Drunk stream or like a drinking game stream. You're right that everything is for sale. Now, that's true. Everything in the world is for sale. And people get pissed <laughs> at me for saying that. But it's like there's a price for everything. There I is. don't know. I wouldn't work for a mainstream media outlet even if they offered to pay me multiple millions of dollars a year. There's a price. I, I just wouldn't do it. It would, it would detract from my quality of life. And at a certain point, you're so rich that it just doesn't matter. What if they offered you your own mm -hmm. like island kingdom to live on and you could be queen and have everything you ever wanted i mean but i have to work 80 hours a week so i, I still wouldn't do it no you, oh yeah i guess it's, it's, they want you to appear on one broadcast per year fine all right cool yeah yeah whatever. like i said there's a price for everything yeah okay, <laughs> agreed um all right, all right we're good okay so uh what well, i'm try to get through this as quickly as possible because i mostly just want to get to the gorillas but i know that you have rage about this so this book this book called fire and fury by michael wolf it oh, releases yeah. Was it Wednesday that it came out? I put Wednesday in the in the notes, but I, I didn't like double check that. It was like three or four days ago, yeah. It came out early. Because Wait, there was it such... was on the 5th, actually. So it was two days ago. Oh, okay. So Thursday. No, it's fr Friday? Friday? No, it came out before Friday. Oh, I read the 5th. I don't know. Maybe it was supposed to come out I think that was its scheduled it release, and then they, yeah. And then they let it out early because there was so much demand. So the, the idea here... You know more about Michael Wolf, the author, than I do. I didn't really look into the author. I've never heard of this guy. I've just seen him on the news now. Yeah. But uh, he's what he's a, he's a, he's worked at like all kinds of. He's a of journalist. He went to Columbia. He's worked for like for Vanity Fair, the New Yorker, the New York Times. It's just like it's it's what you would expect. He's just an entrenched fucking liberal elitist piece of shit, lying sack of crap. I couldn't even. I can't <laughs> believe you. I 14 minutes of this this BBC interview, and I was just seeing red because it was just lie after lie, and it's it's so predictable too. Saying Trump's practically illiterate, he just eats fast food in his bed, and this is they've done it to previous um, presidents before. They're always like, you know, he's incompetent; he can't possibly do this job uh, that he's been issued with. And and I've seen them take tactics like this before. It's it's mm. unbelievable slander. Um, I, I just was listening to this like I cannot fucking believe that you're trying to say that Trump is functionally illiterate. He has a 160 IQ. He went to Wharton Business School. He's a multi-billionaire. You're like, oh yeah, he can barely read. He's also president of the United States. Get mm. fucked, Wolf. 
<laughs> so he writes this book. It's called Fire and Fury, which is a reference to Trump's comments about North Korea earlier in the year, um, which is one of the most underrated Trump moments of all time, I think, when he said if if Kim Jong-un, sorry, I got in trouble, Kim Jong, Jong, <laughs> J-J-Jong, Kim Jong-un, um, Do you get emails threatens about us again He or, or uh, shoots a nuke at us, he will face fire and fury, the worst, uh, the likes of which the world has ever seen. And then a reporter asked him, what did you mean by that? And he's doubled down and said, it'll be worse than fire of fury that the, the, the world has ever seen the worst fire and fury that the world has ever seen worse than that. And then the reporter asked him what could be worse than fire and fury. And he just squinted and said, you'll see, you'll see. <laughs> and then he walked away. It was one of the best Trump moments of all time. So that's the reference anyway. But it, so he, he spoke with a lot of white house personnel, namely Steve Bannon, former advisor, Steve Bannon, uh, now known as Sloppy Steve. Per Good. Trump's he is fucking sloppy. He always looks greasy and like he just got yeah. off of a four-day drinking binge. He does have a, a hobo aura about him. Yeah, he's got a very hobo vibe. Uh, it, so it's, it's, this is what prompted this Bannon-Trump feud earlier this week. I don't care about that necessarily, but Bannon in the book is is quoted as saying, that Don Jr. and Kushner's meeting with Russian officials were treasonous. He described Ivanka as dumb as a brick. Uh, he described Fair Trump enough. as stupid, ignorant, or the book describes Trump as stupid, ignorant, poorly read, doesn't understand the Constitution, the sort of things you're describing. Said he wasn't familiar with the concept of Brexit a week before the vote, which is right. fucking bullshit. It's basically a big gossip book, this yeah. is. And uh, the other piece that a lot of people are concerned about this for is that Trump's lawyer sent a cease and desist to Bannon over this book for allegedly violating a non-disclosure agreement that was part of his employment. Now, that people are characterizing this a little bit as Trump trying to silence criticism of him through litigation. It's not quite the same because we're talking about a contractual arrangement right. here. Um, but I still think this is a really stupid move by Trump. I think he's really what? giving this the. F I think he's Streisanding affecting the hell out of this story. Like, yeah, just leave but they, it. but he also knew that the media was going to be all, all all over fire and the the book Fire and Fury. That he knew this was going to get covered out the Yang, and so he was like, "Well, I might as well just do this." Bannon did sign an NDA, and then he goes talking to some sleazy fucking reporter and calls Trump's son, his beloved son, treasonous for something that was absolutely not treasonous was probably set up by the left fuck bannon what a sloppy yeah, piece just, of shit come on i just think the chad trump would be like eh, i'm in the white house and you're not he i don't brought care. bannon into into the fold here and then he's just his feelings are going to get hurt and he's going to throw them under the bus to the left screw him i think bannon's going to be screwed either way because it looks like it looks like breitbart i, I mean I, I guess i don't know what his does he still have a formal relationship with breitbart now is he brought back in I actually don't know. Like, if he loses connection to Breitbart, if Sloppy Steve is out of the White House and out of Breitbart, there's not much for him to do other than join the junkies on the street in his natural <laughs> habitat, his natural hobo environment. Yeah, I'm going to see Steve Bannon, like, pass out of my corner soon. <laughs> yeah. The shopping cart. So it'll be interesting to see what happens with him. But, yeah, I mean, I guess we probably... I mean, I was on disagrees. Bannon's team because he seemed really loyal uh, before this. But then I heard this and initially I was like, Trump must have overreacted. I think I said that on the Wednesday show. Mm -hmm. um, and then I looked into into what he had actually said. And then he, uh, Bannon didn't say anything after about, I don't know, 12 hours or something like this. He had no comment. Mm. Uh, it's like you have to address that. You have to address that immediately. He should have come out if he didn't say it and been like, I didn't say that, which means that he because he didn't, he clearly did. Um, 
I mean, how can how can you have some trusted employee do something like that to you? Trump demands loyalty as he should, as he should. Yeah, I but I just don't think that demanding loyalty means that you have to make that you have to amplify this stupid gossipy book more than it already was. But look at what Bannon did. Bannon totally threw him under the bus for forsake him to suck up to some Columbia educated shitbag liberal. Yeah, but Bannon's elitist probably going to pay the price anyway. Nobody, people Good. are not going to care. Good. I, he should pay the price for this. Yeah, but I don't know that like Trump's tweets about sloppy Steve and stuff are going to. But everybody knows this is how he reacts. He's like a schoolyard. Like it's like getting in a schoolyard fight. If he gets attacked a little bit, he just wails on the person until they're on the ground. It's amazing how he's able to write such um, such uh, biting tweets like sloppy Steve, even though he's barely literate. That's pretty (laughs) impressive. He must have someone else do it for him. Yeah, totally. So I saw, I didn't pay that much attention to this, but I tuned in. I still somehow watched the Today Show as my mainstream news source, even oh though Hoda Kotb has been named co-host in place of Matt Lauer. So it's just, the show, it's too much human interest. It's too much touchy-feely crap. I just want the news. I don't, oh God, I, I could go on and on about the Today Show. Are you show telling me decision. you eat breakfast watching the Today Show and then, or is it is it even a morning show? I don't even think. Yeah, it's, it starts at 7 a.m. And you're like, why am I not getting the news from this? Be- I still watch it because I want to know what they're saying. And what they're saying on, I think this was Wednesday morning. It was one of the weekday mornings this week. Savannah Guthrie's talking to this wolf guy and she's asking him about credibility. And what he says just pisses me off because he won't own his own credibility and defend his own work. He says he has recordings of, of uh, he has recordings that back up some of his claims. And then she asks, will you release it to, to authenticate or uh, support your, your, your own credibility here? And he says, well, we're talking, well, I'm being criticized as not credible from like the least credible man on the earth. Okay, great deflection, dude. But we're here to talk about your credibility. This is what he has to say. Michael Wolf joins us now exclusively. Michael, good morning. Thank you for having me. Uh, the book is published as of nine o'clock this morning. The president's lawyer sent a cease and desist letter threatening legal action against you and the publisher to which you say. And they sent that yesterday before they actually had read the book. But but actually what I say is, uh, is wait, where do I send the box of chocolates? You think he's helping you sell books? I, I, absolutely. I mean, and not only is he helping me sell books, but he's helping me prove the point of the book. I mean, this is extraordinary that a president of the United States would try to stop the publication of a book. This doesn't happen, has, has not that happened is not what other presidents. Yeah, I think that's probably an unfair They didn't statement. try to stop the publication of the book. He just saw that there were a bunch of rats in the White House that sold him out to, to leftist media, and they all signed NDAs. He was just enforcing pre-existing contracts. God. <laughs> Proceed, proceed. Would not even happen from a CEO of a mid-sized company. To clear this up, because the president is saying it's full of lies, that you didn't have the access you said you had. You know, I think we, one of the things we have to, have to count on is that Donald Trump will attack. He will send lawyers letters. This is a, a, a 35-year history of how he approaches everything. Do you have recordings of some of these interviews and some of these conversations? Well, I, I, I work like every journalist works. So I have recordings. I have notes. Um, I am certainly in absolutely in every way comfortable with everything I've reported in this book. Would you release any of those recordings since your credibility is being questioned? I, my, my credibility is being questioned by a man who has less credibility than perhaps anyone who has ever walked on earth at this point. Did he just say Donald Trump has less credibility than any other man that has walked on earth? 
Correct. This is the most hyperbolic campaign against a president I've ever seen in my goddamn life. I can't even <laughs> stand it. How does this not fill you with rage? Well, it, it, that obviously pisses me off to deflect that, not defend your own work, because it's like, okay, I'll grant you that Trump's the least credible man to uh, walk the earth. Now, uh, we were talking about your credibility. Could you please uh, support yeah. it? And didn't, I think it was Boehner that came out. Oh, I might be wrong about that. Somebody came out this week and said, like, I was totally misquoted. I, I didn't see that. Tell me but, live but, chat if it was, I don't think it was Boehner. I think it was somebody else. Uh, hmm. Tell me if you guys remember. The point is that like Trump being the least credible person in the world doesn't in any way make Michael Wolf credible. More cre Right, right. It's irrelevant. irrelevant. It's just an obvious deflection tactic. This is just a gossip book um, that collected pieces of, of information from disgruntled employees and ex-employees. Hmm. That's worthless to me. If he had the recordings and he, or if he, he even had his own notes, I would like to take a look at them to see the basis for a lot of these things. Oh, it was Tony Blair. That's what it was. Oh, Tony Blair. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, it's, you know, you're speaking to, to motivation and is this, is the intent here truth telling or is the intent destroying a president? Well, he gets on BBC radio, as you mentioned, and speaks pretty much clearly to this, that he says, this is, this is, what does he say? Creating the environment by which this president is finally going to be taken down. That's what he says on BBC radio. Now, all of this is fascinating. It's an insight. It's gossip. Some of it. It may not be enough to stop him being president, whereas the allegations about Russia may be. Do you believe that anything in the book will actually change the chances of the allegations of collusion with Russia being found to be true? and therefore leading to the impeachment of the president. You know, I think one of the interesting effects of the book so far is a very clear emperor has no clothes effect. People are going, oh my God, it's true, he has no clothes. That's the background to the perception and the understanding that we'll finally end this, that we'll end this, this, this presidency. And yet you I see, think... people can say. My response is the author has no sources. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And the emperor Show has no clothes thing. Yeah. That's just such an obvious deflection tactic because that's exactly what's happening to the mainstream media and people like him. They're, they're doing these flailing ad hom tactics because they know they're just, they're just going down with the ship. And they're like, oh, everybody realizes that Trump has no clothes. No. You, the mainstream media, you're the emperor. Everyone can see you for the worthless pieces of shit that you are because of stuff like this. Yeah, I mean, you're you're making uh, pretty extraordinary claims. Right. And I just need to see something other than, I talked to a guy and this is what he said. Okay, I mean, e even your notes at the time would be helpful for me. Recording would be great. And to the extent that he says he has the recordings, I don't know why. Yeah. Why would you not release them? If anything, they strengthen your book and amplify interest in your book. It would make it more damning. This is just another leftist circle jerk. Something else is that he said in the, um, that I wanted to bring up in this BBC interview. He said, the economy is booming, possibly because you'll have someone who's not capable of actually implementing any policies or regulation. I had to read that like oh, 20 so it's, times. It's, it's not because he's deregulating. It's because he's not capable of implementing, of, of implementing regulations. regulations. So this is, this is the mentality of, of these, of the people in the media and leftists. They're like, oh, well, the economy is doing well. How do we explain that through his incompetence? And it's like, oh, well, it just 
happens to be doing better because he's too incompetent to implement any regulations. It's like, but are you sure it's good. not because he upholds free market principles <laughs> and because he's a genius <laughs> businessman who's a multi-billionaire idiot? And the, even, even if you grant their premise, it's like, okay, let's elect an idiot because incompetence yeah. makes the economy boom. Oh my God. <laughs> that doesn't make me say, no, no, get, get a competent person in there to ruin You're the economy right. right now. It's just unbelievable. I'm like, are people on the left like listening to guys like this, this little man and this little weaselly man and they're like, oh, that's brilliant. That's de- I'm going to use that in my own conversations and when I'm dogging on Trump. There's clearly a ton of people who do not care whether this is true or not. They just care that it, it confirms their pre-existing bias of an incompetent president. Um, whether that's true or not, I've, it's up for some debate. But the point is these people don't care to vet it as evidence. Check out this. Uh, what's her name on MSNBC? Uh, where uh, Stephanie Ruley? Stephanie Rule? I'm not familiar Ooh, with I, her. I don't even know who this is. Don't even know. She's on MSNBC. That's why you've never heard of her. Uh, but she straight up says it doesn't matter whether the specific details are true or not. The <laughs> spirit of the book is true. The spirit of the book is true. I've spoken to people inside the White House in the last 24 hours who've said, even if not all of it is true, the spirit of the book is. And it's troublesome. It's chaotic. In one passage, author Michael Wolff writes, quote, Trump didn't read. He didn't really even skim. If it was print, it might as well not exist. Some believe that for all practical purposes, he was no more than semi-literate. Others concluded that he didn't read because he didn't have to. And that, in fact, this was one of his key attributes as a populist. He was post-literate total television. I've spoken to people inside. What? Oh, so, my God. And from this hag, too. She looks like she drank her way through her first three marriages. <laughs> I just want to appreciate this, too. This idiot watches cable news <laughs> on cable news. <laughs> on MSNBC, which is like the worst of all the cable news networks. Just like, I've forgotten about he, MSNBC. He doesn't even right read. Now. He just watches <laughs> retard cable news shows yeah. uh, on, the ca- on the cable news show. Oh, my God. Oh, God. This is... <laughs> Okay, so uh, now we can finally get to the part that I care about. (laughs) After all this buildup, the Gorilla Channel, the Gorilla (laughs) Channel, because what this entire story in its sensationalized non-verifiability, of course, creates fantastic opportunity for epic trolling. And that's exactly what was done by the Twitter account Pixelated Boat. I got to find the article here. Because this person delivers, uh, deserves a lot of credit. This is one of my favorite. Hold on, I gotta get. Why is Lactatia still on my screen? Get that out of here. This is uh, the uh, so this is pixelated boat on Twitter tweeting this out. It says, "Wow, this extract from Wolf's book is a shocking insight into Trump's mind." <laughs> Do you want to read this, or should I? No, go ahead. Go ahead. Okay, so this is presented as an excerpt from Michael Wolf's book. On his first night in the White House, President Trump complained that the TV in his bedroom was broken because it didn't have, quote, the gorilla channel. (laughs) Trump seemed to be under the impression that a TV channel existed that screened nothing but gorilla-based content 24 hours a day. To appease Trump, White House House staff compiled a number of gorilla documentaries into a makeshift gorilla channel broadcast it to Trump's bedroom from a hastily constructed transmission tower on the South Lawn. However, Trump was unhappy with the channel they had created, moaning that it was, quote, boring because, quote, the gorillas aren't fighting. (laughs) 
So Steph edited out all the parts of the documentaries where gorillas weren't hitting each other. And at last, the president was satisfied, quote, on some days he would watch the Gorilla Channel for 17 hours straight, an insider <laughs> told me, quote, he kneels in front of the TV with his face about four inches from the screen and says encouraging things to the gorillas, like the way you hit that other gorilla was good. I think he thinks the gorillas can hear him. This presented as a real quote from the book, and several people ran with it. So you had Scott Dworkin on Twitter promoting this as real, the co-founder of the Democratic Coalition of Trump against Trump, uh, an MSNBC contributor. You had analyst and consultant Eric Garland. Oh you had Shadi Hamid of the Brookings Institute. And you had an Australian journalist named Samantha Maiden, potentially among others. But it just goes to show the, the thirst for... MSNBC right there. <laughs> The thirst for salacious Trump information, regardless of whether it yeah, seems so plausible stupid. or not. I mean, there is just no fucking way I would ever fall for this. Just not a chance <laughs> I would never fall for this. I just can't believe it. They must be so delusional. They must really think that he cannot read and that he just watches TV all day. Like that he just landed in the presidency just accidentally. Whoops, I'm the president. Like what do they think happened here? I he hope fought. this is... I hope this is not the end of the Gorilla Channel. I hope the Gorilla Channel somehow, uh, I don't know, maybe this is a way to keep Harambe alive is to create the Gorilla Channel and, and I don't know, post Harambe. For Harambe. From, the Gorilla Channel is just, it, it's, it's one of those memes that needs to live a long, healthy life. I really like the potential for this. I think this, this, this pixelated boat guy, this is the type of trolling that I just love where it's you see, yeah. where you see a deficiency in the public conversation about something, an obvious exploit. And you just put something out there and see who nibbles and, and who, who nibbles. Bites. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, definitely. I'm surprised Scott Dworkin fell for it. That's really, bad. I actually don't even know who he is, but he's important apparently on MS. Yeah. Yeah. MSNBC control. And he's big in the, in democratic party fundraising and, and anti-Trump, anti-Trump, uh, you know, opposition research type stuff. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Anyway, we're not even done with the Today Show yet. We got to get on to Megyn Kelly today and oh, their yeah. white supremacist episode. Should we take a break before we do that? Um, should we? I don't know. What do you want to do? Let's see. We do have a bunch of Super Chats. Maybe we okay. should. Let me go. We got a lot to get through tonight. I'm going to have to hustle up, too. I know. Uh, Matt McFadder, uh, if 2016, 2017, they did shots for the new year and for 2017, 2018, pot with smoke for the new year, is 2018, 2019 cocaine and pedophilia and 2018, <laughs> 2019 meth and heroin? That's a good question. I hope, I'll, I'll tune in. I'll watch. Yeah. If um, if Don Lemon was shooting up on New Year's Eve, I would I mean, not the pedophile one. I don't want to watch that, actually. <laughs> I just want to watch the hard drugs one. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Jordan Peters said, thanks to Blonde's advice. I joined Match.com recently. Hey. Well, and I have just started seeing a blonde traditional Christian woman who does Star Trek cosplay. It's no like the way. dream. No way. What are, what are you Good telling me? You. These are, it's that easy? All right. Yes, I'm going to have to take I highly advice. recommend Match.com. You can filter for political orientation. It's where, where I met my fiance and my sister met her husband. So Yeah. For people that aren't aware, I basically gave myself a one-month window until I fold and let Blonde manage an account for me. I will. So we'll, and we'll I will see how manage that goes. it well. And I'm we'll see it. how it goes. We'll get to it when we get there. Uh, Killian Dunn said, love your show. Thank you for all the rational discussion and humorous social justice warrior wreckage. Thank you, Killian. Um, Mr. Spock said, glad you're back on Sunday. Go Vikings. Thank you, Mr. Spock. Yeah, it's going to be sweet. Football talk is going to get really intense the next couple of weeks. I'm seriously for looking forward to it. I can't, I can't wait. Yeah. 
Um, Jess Han, given up on trying to defend my fat, unattractive, conservative self in 150 characters. Enjoy my five bucks while I enjoy your contempt for fat people. Oh. oh. No, here's here's the thing. Uh, I, wa I want to clarify, too. It's not uh, it's not a contempt for fat people. Um, I, I, I definitely want people to be healthy, of course. I think everybody does. What bugs me the most is... I, I will always stand up for people's uh, right to live their life as they choose. And that includes living overweight if you want to. I don't care. What really bugs me is the is how it has kind of infiltrated and infested feminism such that I am told I must find it attractive. I must find it beautiful. Yeah. That type of stuff really bugs me. Yeah. And when I make fun of fat people, I'm trying to push against a culture of that's a choice of, um, you know, uh, women especially becoming lazy and not providing value to men anymore. And that's really what I'm what I'm trying to say. When I say, like, don't be fat, I'm, I'm really talking to, like, conservative women in the dating market. Women in the dating market. Feminist women, too. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, I think, I, think we're, I think we were talking about that on um, on Wednesday a little bit when we were talking about dating stuff where it's like you, you see these online dating profiles and it's like really, really overweight women with a list of demands for a potential male suitor. And it's like, yeah. you have such high standards for everyone else. Why don't you have high standards for yourself? For yourself, right. Well, it's because they have an inflated sense of self-worth. So that's really who I'm trying to go after here. You know, fat women that think that they, even though they're fat, that they still can make all these demands of men. It's like, no, you leftist feminist, you have to take what you can get because you're yeah. on nothing. Yeah. yeah, my dispute is never with somebody living the life that he or she chooses. It's always in combination yeah. with like, some something that you're telling me to do to accommodate it. That's that's what bugs me. Agreed. So sorry if we offended you. Um, no, I'm not sorry. Yes. No. <laughs> you, what are you apologizing for offending people? What are you talking? I don't know about? because I don't want to scare chicks away from our channel. We need every chick. That's right. That is okay. Yeah. Yeah. Right all right. We'll, we'll coddle. We'll coddle we, this I, honestly, We're sorry. our listeners have to be five to ten percent tops female. Oh yeah, I think that's inflated to be honest. Um, wowkey dude, is that? I'm. I must have just missed. I don't know. Um, what do you two think about race realism? I think that we don't talk about it. <laughs> I think that it is a hundred percent debunked and every person is exactly equal no matter what. Yeah. Yeah. Race is only skin deep. Don't you know? Oh boy. This is, don't uh, you know, this, wow is this is what bugs, this is what bugs me. I'll be honest. Like this is a topic that you can't talk about without potentially risking career suicide. Yeah. And I'm not even yeah. saying what I believe about it and what I don't. The reason I can't touch it is because there are people who try to ruin you for, for saying entirely reasonable yeah. nuanced things. Exactly. So yeah. I just, I can't touch it regrettably. I, I wish that wasn't the case. I wish that we could talk about everything. And there's a great irony to building your own platform, saying whatever you want to, and then being limited in what you can say because the platform that you built. Um, so, you know, I'm still dealing with that. Like what topics can I discuss yeah. and can I not talk and about and even this, I'm, there's a certain segment of people who would love to cut this up and say, they won't disavow race I'm not realism. It's, yeah. it's like, you can't say anything. So I guess maybe that's the argument of why would you try to appease them in the first place? Because you can't. Yeah, I mean, I've, I've definitely discussed it a few times in my videos, um, but it's always gotten me in trouble. Uh, and we don't want to lose our platforms. We don't want to lose our show. And it's the kind of thing that if you discuss candidly, like, you're just put in a different class of people and then all all the work you do is at risk of just being deleted at any moment. So so it's a Pretty balance. Much. It's a fine line. We're sorry. Uh, JVDude9061 said, why does everyone hate when someone pumps your gas for you? I'm a former New Jersey and now it's struggling to work at pumps in Texas, by the way. Happy New Year. It's, the, it's just the worst. It's like, I, I, I don't know. I, I can't explain why. I just, I want, I'm just so used to going to the gas station, getting out of the car, pumping my own gas, doing, and 
I don't want someone to do that for me. I don't want someone to wipe my own butt either. Like I, that's, that's me time. <laughs> All right. Uh, Adam Sisigoy. Is that right? I, I'm just screwing <laughs> okay. up everybody's name. It's spelled like, it's spelled like that. Yeah. Yeah. I'm finally free on Sunday and I just want to say, keep the good work. Thank you, Adam. We Thanks for tuning it. in. Uh, Frank Underwood, Happy New Year's, guys. I just watched the Russian sci-fi movie Salute 7 from 2017, a good movie without any lefty pandering at all. So refreshing. You should check it out. Thank you, Frank. Mm. Uh, Jonathan Ferry. Oh, I'm going to skip that one. Uh, Frank Underwood again. You guys should have um, S. Misanthrope as a guest on the show. She's been talking a lot about RK Selection, Hollywood Male Feminists, and How to Find a Mate Lately should be right up your alley. I've never heard of this broad, so I'll check it sure. out. Sure. Yeah, send us an email. Um, send us a link. Aerong11. Spencer also spent a good portion of his time straw manning and using ad-homs against Sargon specifically. And Spencer went to those tactics right away. Sticks only came out of that well. Um, mm -hmm. You know, I really, when I was watching it, I felt like Sargon initially started this. And then I felt like um, Spencer adopted it strategically as a counter-attack method. Uh, that's the perception I got. I mean, maybe mm -hmm. I'm wrong about it. But I, I mean, I'm surprised to see anybody say that. Sargon yeah, I got to check this out. Clearly, this is something I got to watch. Yeah, I mean, let me know if you think it was as bad for Sargon as I did. Maybe I'm overreacting, but I was just mortified for him. Uh, Josh Hahn said, he wants to beat it to death. That is the attitude most men take towards their possessions. It starts when we discover our peckers. <laughs> Casey Shepard, in defense of Sargon, at least a bit, Richard and Woes added a behavioral component to the definition of whiteness, but never made it clear exactly what kind of behavior is white. That's a bullshit hmm. question, though. What kind of behavior is white? I mean... Is that what he asked them, or what? Well, the, that, that's what Sargon... He just wouldn't stop obsessively ask, asking the question, like, you need to define whiteness. And, and Richard was like, there are so many ways you can define whiteness. You can... What, what Sargon wanted him to say was you need a genetic test and he wanted to right. say he's trying to say to there's nothing that's that's exclusive to it that's right. not based on like a, a social construction right basically. right it was all a, a trap being laid out and i think that that's yeah. why spencer was avoiding it um clyde soapbox said pewdiepie chair for four hundred dollars i know you like your old one matt but can you do this uh leans way back am i am i supposed to, well my head i don't know if that's this sounds like a bad idea well, I don't know the reference. I'm not a beauty. I'm not a. I'm not a, a bro. I'm not a. Is on chair. I don't know. I don't know. I, I. So I don't know the reference. So I can't reenact it. Um. Somebody whose name I can't see said pedosexuality is natural. It's okay, and we're not ashamed of it. Hashtag heart progress. Yeah. I, th uh, I think that's sarcastic, referring to the progress we were talking about earlier. Oh, okay. I, I certainly yeah, hope so. Isn't that big time progress? That it's yeah. I, um, I, that's the way I interpret it. Or maybe it's actual um, advocacy. I don't know. Uh, Thanks for commentary. supporting the show. <laughs> Do yeah. I have to disavow? I disavow that pedophile. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Uh, Constantine's commentary. Bannon's a shill anyway. He took Atari money. Hmm. I'm surprised about Bannon. I mean, he was formerly in my good camp until this. Um, Chuck Muckamuck said, this space let's intentionally blink. Uh, hmm. Sixth thugger. I think Steve is purposely self-destructive because he made a massive mistake with more. Maybe. Maybe. Oh, I, I don't yeah, know why that's he was right. self-destructive. Yeah, he, he, he definitely... Uh, yeah, the, he went to bat hard for Roy Moore, and that definitely didn't work out. Um, Redicus said, remember Hillary and Citizens United? Wolf is such an ill-informed little shit. Yeah, I know. Oh, he's related to, to Citizens United? I didn't know that. I'd have to um, I'll check it out. Uh, bat 32, no, he was talking about Hillary. Bat 32391, this wolf faggot looks like Dr. Evil. Yeah, he kind of does. Yeah, he kind of does, yeah. 
uh, Chicago conservative blonde, you're raging tonight and it's awesome. Also, if everything has its price, I want to know what I have to pay for a drunk episode and to get a slam piece writer on this show, give me the number and we'll make it happen. <laughs> Thank a you. slam piece writer. <laughs> what does that mean? I don't know. Apparently like a smoking hot writer. That's what I read it as. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that'd be cool, but <laughs> make it happen. Make it happen. Uh, I don't know. I, I don't know what it would cost. I, I, I don't, I Everything does have a price, but I can say for sure I'm not doing that for like normal, normal money. It's got to be super money, like yacht money. Yeah. Uh, cold air backing. Trump knows the book is bullcrap, so adding eyes to the book actually helps Trump. It shows how hysterically wrong they are, 40 chess. I actually, that occurred to me too um, as well, and, and I'm inclined to agree. I mean, they're being absolutely hysterical. And then they're doing this thing, we know he's going to be impeached. We just know it. They're doing this again, and I love watching this play out because they yeah. get so sad and disappointed. They're like, what happened? How did this yeah. happen? Oh, my God. Yeah. Um, I should probably do a few more. Redica said, all that interview said to me is that Democrats and the media are balls deep in each other. <laughs> <laughs> Joel Dykeman, unpopular opinion. I am indifferent towards Trump. Um, that's not that an unpopular opinion. I would say that's probably true for me, for a lot to of be people. honest. Yeah. I mean, look, I'm glad that he beat Hillary for sure. Yeah. But does he cringe my face off a lot? Yeah. Does he? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's mostly stylistic with Trump where I'm like, Oh, Shut I get what up, you're doing, but like, Dad. dude, just mm. <laughs> such yeah. a drunk uncle. And then David Howard, did you see the Young Turks video bashing conservatives for not being outraged over Baltimore schools with no heat? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So they're they're really this is the deal. They're really pissed off that I, I might butcher this because I've only seen a little bit of coverage. I kind of skimmed it and saw some headlines. My impression is Baltimore schools are having trouble with heat. Or either that or it's really expensive and there was some budget. For some reason, there's trouble with heat at the Baltimore schools, which are, of course, uh, I don't know if they're predominantly black. There are a lot of black students in Baltimore. So they're saying, oh, this is this is systemic racism. They're keeping the black kids cold. And uh, but again, it's another example of like <laughs> when they were all pissed off about the Freddie Gray case, how that's racism. It's like everyone who's in charge is black. Are you telling me that the public school system in Baltimore and all of these other democratic cities are going into the shitter because they can't manage their funds? They're too incompetent. The superintendent is black. It's in Baltimore, which I believe still has a black mayor. Might have to check me on I that. I think they do. It's in yeah. Maryland, which is which is still an overwhelmingly blue state. It, it is not like there's some racist Trump guy running Maryland Isn't Baltimore or Baltimore. Seventy percent black, and so so you know it's all black people that are elected. And then when things go south, they're like, well, white people are definitely responsible. But it's the internalized racism. It's all the big racist misunderstanding that's ca that's causing kids to be cold in Baltimore. Yeah. It's always get racism. your city together. Not my fault or my problem. It's I don't always know racism. Maybe the rioters destroyed the uh, the power company, the energy <laughs> company. Who knows? Who I don't knows? know what happened. <laughs> all right, we're good. This is gonna be like a four hour long show isn't i know it? we got a lot to get through so <laughs> i'm gonna try to move it along here then and i'll try to be as quick with this as i can i just i don't know why this bugged me so much it's it was it's because megan kelly returned to this bizarre fixation on the it's okay to be white thing and i, I watched it like it was again you know in the morning with it on in the background and i hear her talking about this i'm like oh this is gonna be good she's talking about white supremacism this is gonna be good so i sat down for a second and, and watched and this is how megan kelly introduced her segment um Again, the premise here is she's going to talk to a reformed white supremacist. We won't talk about that, but this is how she introduced it. We begin this morning with a troubling but a definite trend in this country, and that is the rise of the white supremacy movement. Experts say the number of hate groups in the United States has doubled over the past two decades. Lie. And Lie. that a new generation of white nationalism is being run now by millennials. 
millennials. Right now in Wisconsin, a man named Paul Nealon is actually running for Congress in an effort to replace Congressman Paul Ryan. Mr. Nealon has been criticized after openly embracing the slogan, it's okay to be white, which happens to be a motto of the white supremacist David Duke. Neilan also oh, tweeted up. that he was reading the book, the, C the Culture of Critique, widely considered to be anti-Semitic. <laughs> the Huffington Post recently reporting that Neilan refused to answer whether he considers himself a white nationalist after being asked three times. White supremacist movements have been linked to deadly attacks that have made national headlines, including just this past August, when a protest in Charlottesville, Virginia, left Heather Heyer, a counter-protester, dead. While fear of terror attacks from radicalized Islamic groups is talked about almost daily in the news, the Center for Investigative Reporting says from 08 to 16, far-right extremist groups were behind twice as many attacks in America, averaging more than a dozen a year. What? Okay. Where do we even start with this? She was just lying out of her All right, let's break it down. I, I itemized uh, my points of dispute, which is more or less every sentence that she said. Um, experts say the number of hate groups has doubled. Isn't it also fair to say the definition of hate has evolved? Yeah. I mean, let's talk about your definition of hate group. And, uh, and was it the same definition at the benchmark point in time that it is now? Because if you look at the ADL and you look at the Southern Poverty Law Center now compared to what it used to be 10, 15, 20 years ago, this is a hate show. This is a hate group right here that you're watching. Everybody watching it is part of a hate group, according to these people. Uh, this, this bit about David Duke fascinates me because it is true that David Duke has has uh, openly supported this it's okay to be white slogan. It's it's his Twitter header. He tweeted this out back in November. It's okay to be white. Um, and he, he was talking about how the posters were going up at the universities like we discussed earlier. The hateful response proves ubiquitous anti-white hate and racism is what David Duke said. And... Uh, Megan Kelly's point is, well, David Duke says this thing, so that makes it bad. Well, that's very interesting, Megan, because I took a look at David Duke's website a few years ago. He was praising your articulate article about uh, defending the Confederate flag. So here we get into a very interesting paradox. Because David Duke, it's okay to be white is bad because David Duke said it. But David Duke also once said that Megyn Kelly made a good, concise argument. So she's bad. So Megyn Kelly's a bad person talking about other bad people because David Duke praised them or used their, their wording. Who, how, how do we navigate this now? Because now Megyn Kelly's discredited. Who's right? Yeah. Since someone has some connection to David Duke. Uh, how about you just tell me, how about this, Megan? How about you just tell me why the saying it's okay to be white is bad? How yeah. about you just tell me that argument? It sounds of this really bullshit. benign to me. Oh, you're telling me it's okay to exist as the race that I was born in? How fucking generous of you. How fucking yeah. generous of you. This is so, just outrageous. I love how she has become the fringe left media now because she couldn't make it work on the right because she got sexually harassed. Yeah. And if you look at the comments on the YouTube channel, which, as Trump would say, very low views, sad. I mean, the <laughs> fact that, like, we can get more this – sh this show will get better views and yeah. ratings than Megyn Kelly on the, on the Today Show channel, and that's not wow, an exaggeration. are you serious? I think it – to be fair, I think it had, like, 50,000 views, which this show probably won't get that high. That's but the really ratings are the ratings are really bad. There are very few comments, and they have, like, a million – 1.5 million subscribers. So the fact that something like this is even able to compete is hilarious. 
But uh, what else did she say? Um, white nationalists attack, white nationalists or right-wing extremists attack more than Islamic terrorists. Uh, that would be true, and it is true, if you're counting only incidents and not victims, if you count like one incident is one incident. So you say that- Who would do that? It's bizarre because if you're not doing the body count, then then who cares? Could it it's be like, somebody that wants to skew the statistics to make it appear that white people are more responsible for this and they really are, huh? And of course, it's always like after 9-11. That's so long ago, yeah, 9-11. Yeah. That's just, that's, that's I mean, we started history. taking data on September 12, 2001, <laughs> but that's just a coincidence. And given the fact that Muslims are about 1% of the U.S. population, why would we expect these to be similar at all? And the yeah. fact that there are sim they are similar is condemnation of Islamic terror. She knows damn well that she's lying. <laughs> She used to report the exact opposite for Fox News. And now she's like, well, what should I do? Because I'm, you know, in my late 40s and I'm yeah. not talented or smart and I lost my primetime show. Hey, she peeked at that Donna Brazil interview. That was awesome. I'll always credit her for that. Yeah. So I, I, then I Donna Brazil still came out of this looking better than Megyn Kelly, though. Oh, boy, that's bad. If that's true, that's bad. It is oh, true. Boy. Don't you think there was some redemption for Donna Brazil? I mean, Brazil? she went back and ripped. Yeah, Donna Brazil went on that honesty And what redemption of, is there for Megyn Kelly? Now she's just shilling for some other media net, just she's, blatantly lying her ass off. She I can grant they're trending opposite directions for sure. Yeah, <laughs> give me Donna Brazil over Megyn Kelly any day of the week. I don't care. So I had to check out this Paul Nealon because I'm not familiar with him. I only know him because he's running against Paul Ryan potentially. He's really badass. I really like him. So, so he, uh, what I can tell about Paul Nealon is he gets internet culture, it seems like. I'm not going to defend him outright because I just don't know enough about him. But I thought, what on what basis are you basically calling him a white nationalist? And it's this Huff, Huff Post hit piece. So you know this is going to be good. Now she says... Con contacted by the Huffington Post, he refused to deny being, refused to say whether he's a white nationalist denounced, or not on three denounced, occasions. Denounced. Maybe he that's, just wasn't going to bend. Right. That's not true. He actually did reply, and the Huffington Post characterized it as, Nealon largely dodged the question, sending, sending the following statement. He didn't did dodge it at all. He said, I'm a successful businessman. Uh, or no, this is the first one. He, he responded first, and then followed up, and he, res he, res he replies with this. And whether you consider this a dodge, I think this is fair. He says, given that the media is still determined to libel all conservatives as bigots, it seems some clarity on the definition uh, of American nationalism that the United States should, should put the economic and security interests of American citizens ahead of the economic and security interests of illegal aliens and non-citizens is in order. All, he's, he's saying, like, I know you're trying to do a gotcha thing with me. Here's what I stand for. And I think that's entirely fair. I, that's not him ignoring emails. That's not him refusing to answer. It's him saying, I see what you're doing. I see the angle you're taking. And this is what I stand for. If someone came to me and accused me of being a white nationalist and wanted to put a yes or no before me, I would have a similar answer. I'd say, you got to tell me what, how you define that. Because if you take right. the Southern Poverty Law Center definition of it, probably, I guess. But let me tell you what I stand for. And... <laughs> I can't wait till that's cut up so people can say, yeah, he comes yeah. out as a white nationalist. Well, I'm saying the they're going to pay you however they want. They're the definition is so loose that it's like, uh, yeah, am I, am I a critic of Black Lives Matter? White nationalist. No, they would you say know? they would say that the founding fathers were white nationalists and any oh, yeah. America that wants to live in a majority, that wants America to retain its majority white status, that those people are white nationalists. Or if you're a nationalist and you're white, 
So if you yeah, love this so country many... and you're patriotic and you're white, you're a white nationalist of these people. And they've blurred that so much that I don't know what it means. Like if you asked me five years ago what that means to me, it would mean like people who want only white people in the country and presumably want the expulsion of others. But that's not what it means anymore. Like it just means it could mean something as simple as what you're describing, which is like, eh, let's like tone down the immigration a little bit. White nationalist. Yeah. And yeah. this is why I love what Jared Holt and all these people are doing, because they're giving legitimate white nationalists, people that do want to expel minorities from the country, um, cover because they're being aggregated and grouped in with these other people that have basically benign, a benign yeah. worldview. And so I love it. Keep doing the shit, Jared Holt, where every person is a white nationalist. Yeah. It just gives everybody else cover. It's uh the other evidence they have against him, of course, he tweeted out, it's okay to be white. He committed the David Duke sin. He has a Gab account, which Gab is used primarily by white nationalists. And making it worse, he reposted someone's Gab meme of the Virgin Paul Ryan versus the Chad Paul Nealon. <laughs> now, Megan Kelly just doesn't understand internet culture. Yeah. Now, the reason they're mad is because the Chad Paul Nealon, it says red-pilled on globalism uh rr what's rr what? and jq it, it references the jq in the meme and he reposted it and so they're pissed at him for that i mean he probably hit it a little too hard he reposted someone else's meme like if someone made a meme of me like the that, jq like, like you can't yeah you if can't it was like the, the chad the matt that's red pilled on whatever whether or not i hold those views i might find it comical oh rr is race realism duh Oh, yeah, race, real, race realism. Okay. But my point is, he clearly gets the internet humor. And does does the Chad Paul Nealon actually hold these views? I don't know. Maybe he does. But you could probably ask him, like, what's, what's your view? I think he's open to it if he's reading Culture of Critique and tweeting about it. I mean... Well, so that's the thing, too. He read a book. He read a book, The Culture yeah, of Critique. It's no, it's no ordinary book. I'm not comfortable with the precedent. Maybe he holds these views. Again, I don't know enough about him. Maybe he holds these views. I'm not advocating for us painting him with with broad strokes. I I don't necessarily want to do that. But I'm I'm also saying that like what he has retweeted and said is evidence that he is a legitimate white nationalist. All right, you're going there. You're you're going Megyn Kelly. All right, fair enough. Yes, but, but I, I would but, also argue that being a white nationalist is a an ever-widening definition, and I don't view it as negatively as somebody in the mainstream media would. When I think white it, nationalism, I think, you know, the founding fathers. I, I think that they were white nationalists. It it depends. It depend, Again, it depends on the definition, and I think that's part of his frustration is, like, you're throwing accusations against me without defining your terms. Now, maybe he holds these I don't views, know, man. I mean, maybe, he's in politics. He's got to be more careful than tweeting out pictures of him reading the fucking culture of critique and things that say that <laughs> was it a, Was it a picture? Sure. Well, yeah, so, it was a so, picture of him with the book. We're like going to get to this in a little bit in a second with um with uh with Keith Ellison and his Antifa book because these are somewhat comparable scenarios. I've not seen Paul Nealon promoting things that promote violence, but but I want to be clear. What I'm uncomfortable with is the precedent here that Megyn Kelly set. He read a book. He once read this book. He once entertained these ideas. Okay, I don't care. If you I, have I mean, problem. I do. I'm about to rip this Antifa uh, DNC chairman for the same fucking thing. I'm about well, to rip him apart. But it, I have not seen what Paul Nealon said on it. Did Paul Nealon say, uh, what, like, what did he say about the Jewish question? I mean, I don't even think that he addressed it, but he yeah. he did show the world that he's reading the culture of t- critique, which is now, a if he notoriously red-pilled on the JQ book. If he captioned it in a way that Keith Ellison did, which is like, 
man, we're going to strike some fear in those Jews now. I mean, yeah, okay, that's probably No, man, I mean, much. I hate to side with Megyn Kelly because I hate her turtle face and I think she's a fucking yeah. hack, but, I mean, Paul Nalen is a white nationalist. I, I have to look in. All I'm saying is I find their evidence to be insufficient. Fine. I, I mean, I'm not satisfied with their evidence they're presenting here with the Huffington Post. I'm not making an affirmative defense of Paul Nealon or not. I don't know enough about him. I'm saying the premises in this article are bad precedent by which you could witch hunt pretty much anybody. That's what I'm worried about. Yeah. Okay, fine. But I mean, I think he's being held to different standards for obvious reasons. As you should. Yeah, if he's running for office, sure. I'm just saying like, you know, there's a, there are some memes in my Twitter feed that would get me in trouble too. But this is the standard that your average person is being held to. He's obviously going to be held to a higher standard and he's not being careful. Hmm. He's detonated his well, chances of winning, I think. Why isn't he playing Trump 40 chess? Why isn't he? <laughs> he's, he's trying he's to stir up the media enough. hysteria and it's working so well. He's controlling them like the puppet master that he is. Why doesn't he get that benefit? <laughs> the benefit of that doubt. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, anyway, you know, get back to me. And I can't believe you support Paul Nealon. You're terrible. No, <laughs> I don't think you made any affirmative statements no, on him at all. I, I can't. I, I just like to wait for the zany emails. I'm surprised you, I don't get that many about this. My yeah, people gave up because you don't respond to yours. So they yeah, <laughs> if you want to write me a hateful email because I offended you, then don't watch this show. Sorry. Uh, all, all I can say about Megyn Kelly and about the Huffington Post and all of this is it just is it too much to just talk about the ideas? Yes. Uh, that's all it I want. Clearly is. It just, is. Can you when just talk last about time? the ideas? Think about it. Like really, really try to remember when the last time that people just entertained the nuance of the ideas in discussion. I dream like, of a day. Yeah, I don't remember a time like that in my life. It's never going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> well, since you, you're full blown uh, team Megan Kelly again, you tore her down and then you built her up. I'm going to put. I'm going to offer some evidence in favor of Megan Kelly's racist America thesis, Fine. which is. Which is, um, it, we teased it at the top of the show, this bit, we always do the hoax hate crime of the, of the week, but we don't have one this week. This week we have real hate thing. It's not a crime. <laughs> Presumably. The, the evidence, I mean, I, I buy this account and it appears that there's evidence, although I haven't seen it, but it sounds like there's evidence to support that this was a real thing. Yeah, this seems, this rings true to me. I've, okay. I've re- heard enough hoax hate that like when I hear one, I'm like, that. That happened. <laughs> so there's a waitress at an IHOP in Sherman, Texas. These high school kids go to um, go to, to eat pancakes there. And then they leave and leave her. A, they, 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 edit, they altered their food to deliver her a message. Let's just let's just play it. A photo taken of a hateful message carved in food at the Sherman IHOP this morning has a lot of people talking on social media. We spoke with the waitress who posted it. At the moment, I was like, I don't believe this. I was like, I, I'm seeing this wrong. So like one of our tables was at the front, you know, and I'm like, what do y'all see on this plate? I said, what letters are these? They said, that's KKK. I said, I thought so. Tanisha Ballard says she had just finished serving four high school kids at a local restaurant and left to oh, get them no. a to-go coffee cup. When she came back to the table, the kids were gone. And Ballard says she found this, pancakes cut into the letters KKK. She took a photo of the pancakes with Snapchat, then posted it to Facebook before she went to bed. Like, I just can't get over it because these kids, like, we were just joking. And <laughs> then so it bad. got so serious. And I'm like, how? How? Like, what was it besides you? My skin color that made you think this was going to be funny. Ballard. See, I hate to, I don't mean to pick on her because I do buy that this happened and I don't think it's cool. I think it's kids being idiot juveniles doing something that's 
dumb yeah. and they shouldn't have done. But she says, what besides my skin color made you think this would be funny? And it's like, you just, no, that's, that's it. It. <laughs> it. It was your skin color that made them believe this would be funny. Just some shitbag high school kids. I mean, yeah. And actually, all things considered, she says some things that I probably don't agree with fully. But this this victim, this 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 hate victim, if you want to call her a victim, um, eh, I don't know. She just saw she, three letters. I'm not really yeah. sure I'm at victim yet. But she's not she's not screechy and hysterical. You know, like a lot of she's these. Just like why? Remember that lady who said that she threw that someone threw chicken through her car window while driving. Remember <laughs> how hysterical she was? That was in St. Louis, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. This was uh, this 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 chick seems pretty measured about the incident. Like she doesn't think it was cool, but she's not losing her mind about it. It says the young men were wearing Bell's Letterman jackets. Everyone was trying to point blame, like I'm calling out the town when I didn't. The kids called out their own town. To come out in their school colors and disrespect someone because no one's going to do anything, then they knew that they could do that. They felt like they could. The photo has since been taken down, but not before being shared hundreds of times. We asked IHOP for surveillance of the incident. Their corporate office reiterated the incident was created by a guest displaying a hateful image in their food, not the restaurant, and that it is under investigation. Now, I interpret that to be confirmation that there is i interpret that to mean there's surveillance they saw it they that's how they know that it was guest created and not restaurant created probably but maybe i'm jumping like, yeah. maybe i'm jumping too far but anyway i hop to be clear i hop is saying a guest did this not our staff but it's under investigation but i presume that's when i when i say there's evidence that's what i'm getting at that i hop says they have evidence of some kind and we're trusting them but i but like you said i don't think that she's a hysterical faker i don't i don't Gut feeling, she doesn't seem like a hysterical faker to me. They just crushed my spirit. Like, I didn't know what to do after that. Ballard tells us she shared the photo not just to address the racism, but the disrespect servers face at their jobs every day. Respect people. It's just, it's one of those things that I was always taught, you know? You, if you don't have anything nice to say, don't say it. Don't spell it in food. Don't, don't say it. We reached out to Bell's ISD for comment, but have not heard back. Eh, the perfect so response to this would be if she just threw a bunch of crackers at them. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like, crackers, oh, really? Yeah, get get those high school kids to the auditorium and have a, have a, a school assembly and bring her in, and they all just get to throw crackers yeah, at them. Yeah, I for, mean, I'll tell you what this was. This was some Generation Z 4 chan trolling shit. I bet these kids aren't actually racist. I bet they don't care. Yeah, it, it's poor taste juvenile delinquency. It's, yeah. it's it's juvenile it's like degeneracy. Yeah. These offended minorities in all these situations, they just need to learn how to troll back. Troll yeah. back. That yeah, that should have been her takeaway. <laughs> Broke my spirit. Like seriously? Well, there was a there was another allegation that at the same restaurant on the same day, someone called another server an N-word with the uh the Coolio dreaded hard ER. <laughs> oh no. And everything. That's what it says in the story. You're off Jeopardy now. Yeah. But we gotta we gotta keep it moving along since we gotta get to. Uh, I want to talk a about bajillion super chats. So okay, I, I want to. I want definitely before we're over with. I want to talk Count Dankula's trial. I want to talk Keith Ellison since we teased that. We can be really quick with the California thing. That's just a note of appreciation. But um, okay, should I do some super chats? Yeah. Uh... We'll do some now and then we'll close with super, super chat. We'll breeze through these three after this. Forty chess balls deep in each other. What was the last? Yeah, one we I did think? that. It was, we ended around there. The Young Turks. Um, yeah, we did that. 
Hashtag Realgate. Make it happen, folks. Uh, I didn't read that yeah. one, did I? Uh, no. Aaron even if Floyd. you did, it's more time for gorillas, and I'm in favor of that. Aaron Floyd, the Democratic Party defeated by a mentally unstable idiot. That's a glowing endorsement. That's another thing. <laughs> they, they're just illuminating that they got beat by this barely literate idiot. It's like, <laughs> yeah. you guys don't even realize what you're doing here. Yeah. Um, Dangerous Spaces said, fucking idiots, if Trump's not implementing regulations made the economy improve, that still shows the less regulations are bad for the economy. It's another one of those things where they're right. like, whoops, what an admission it's, I just made. It's another accidental argument they're making. Yeah, yeah, idiots. Travis Valle, if Trump is so stupid, how dumb would that make Hillary, the DNC, and the left for losing to him? Exactly, yeah. He was going to do a Muslim joke, but the last one bombed. Did it? Oh. Oh, <laughs> I'm so stupid. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say it took you like five seconds. Oh, I am blonde. Everybody back off. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Bill McPherson, Matt, let blonde do it. Why not? 20% of marriage partners are found online. Tim Ferriss outsources online dating. Rebecca, you can't be filtering for looks though. Um, no, uh, as far as looks are concerned, I'm going to overshare a little bit here, but I'm actually encouraging Matt to go for more wholesome eight, seven to eight in that range. But Matt just wants to be nailing tens all the time. I won't take anything less. So. <laughs> I, I think I phrased it slightly different. I'm but. sure you phrase it a lot more tactfully than that. Because um, he's yeah, a nice but, guy, ladies. Yeah, but, uh, you know, eventually my um, uh, repeated strikeouts will <laughs> send me down to the minor leagues. Let's put it that way. Somebody in the live chat is saying that I got a Gab account, but I never use it. I use it all the time, every day. It's my main source of social media. And it's blonde underscore beast. Blonde with an E. There's another person on there that's ah. a quasi impersonator. So Okay. Uh, Redica said the issue with race realism is that the data isn't unchangeable with morals and good family values. Oh man, we can't touch that bro. But thanks for the super chat. Jay Fry says I'm a fatty and blonde loves me. Just a few weeks ago, she suggested I eat a whole pizza. You fat fuck. See, she loves me. <laughs> I did say that to Jay Fry, but I think he said something about my eggs or something like that. Yeah. Usually I only go crazy when people There's are nothing wrong with eating a whole DiGiorno. You got to do it once in a while. It's great. <laughs> I like doing that. Thanks, Jay Fry. I love you. Uh, Bob Smith said QAnon, and then a bunch of letters. Harambe is coming with black helicopters giving free rides. I, I still haven't looked into QAnon. Jeez, we're so old. Yeah. Wait, what's uh, that again? No, I'm just. Oh, kidding. they were talking about Lauren Rose. Never mind. Uh, Kingsley Oberqua said Richard made the claim that you can tell that you can just tell who's white by looking at them. Sargon was asking what specifically that was, and he hmm. refused to answer. That's okay. not the take that I had. At all, I think that Richard was like there. Richard said specifically, "There's a multitude of ways to show if somebody's white. One of is just their physical appearance. You can also do a 23andMe test. There's also behaviors that are more common in predominantly white countries." And then I think he was pretty specific about that. Um, but I think that he was just trying to resist Sargon backing him into a corner because what Sargon wanted him to say was that everybody was going to need a genetic test to get into hmm. this ethno state, and Sargon wasn't, or uh, Richard was not going to make that admission. So. Hmm. I don't know. It seemed like a lot of moving around. Uh, Kaya Wee said, Kaya Wee, you have at least one more female who loves the show. Thanks for keeping me sane yes. through college. Ooh, keep up the good work. Well, thanks for tuning By in. By the way, my name is pronounced like Kayla without the L. Oh, okay. Kaya Wee. Kaya. I, 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 need, to, to I, need, to, I need to make a sounder for like female super chat. I know. Female and viewer. college student. I don't know what it would sound like. Good yeah, for that's, you, That's Kaya. double encouraging. Not that it we don't appreciate our older viewers. Yeah. We do, but... I was just so stupid yeah. when I was in college. I would have heard this podcast and been like, wow, these people are off their rocker. But yeah, I would, yeah, good for you. Same thing. I wish I could play this for my like 18-year-old self. Well, this makes oh. me uncomfortable. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, Redica says the Citizens Unite decision was related to a movie about Hillary that she tried to squash. Right. Yeah. I don't remember this. That was the whole premise behind it wasn't the Clinton lawsuit. Cash, was, was it? No, but it was something similar. It was like a political film that was meant to uh, discredit Hillary Clinton, and that was the basis for the case and deciding, you know, who can spend what on political messages. I probably should remember this. Chicago conservative said slam piece writer equals Jared Holt. Oh, okay. Well, a slam piece. Yeah. He's is... not a slam piece. Who is slam piece? You mean hit piece. A hit piece. Oh, there it is. Yes. A slam, Both of us piece. Are thinking slam, a slam piece is like when you're, when you're at the bar with your friend, you're like, yo bro, check out that slam piece that just walked in here. What will it cost to get Jared Holt on the show? Um, I have tried to get Jared Holt in the show. And like I said earlier, he said he had to ask permission from his, yeah, you, his overlords. You got to ask Jared Holt. I'm yeah, not kidding. I offered Jared him hundred percent of the will, revenue and he didn't reply. I know you're watching and jerking off right now, Jared Holt. So if you are, we will pay you all the proceeds plus 10% of whatever we get on the show. And you can donate it to whatever bullshit charity that you want to, or keep it for yourself. I don't care, but you have an open invitation. I will destroy you. I'll destroy you. <laughs> They're called out and I will eat popcorn. Yeah. Yeah. No, you got to get into it too. He's dogged on you enough. Yeah, um, yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll worry about that if it actually becomes a reality. Krampus from Kansas said, if pedosexual becomes a thing, how long before rape sexual is part of LGBTQ, blah, 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 blah. And I have to self-impose and implement a purge night. Yeah, I mean, this is the, the slippery slope is real. I used to be like, that's a, a fallacy. It's a logical fallacy. But now that I've seen it played out, I'm like, wow, everybody's a pedophile. So yeah. uh, I'm with you there. Um, yeah, we've talked about that before. Slippery slope is not in the same fallacy ballpark as some other things. It's certainly not the same as like ad hom. Slippery slope right. is not irrelevant, logically irrelevant. A slippery slope is a logical extension of a set of reasoning that's already been laid out. So it's not, I don't think it's the same fallacy in terms of unrelated thinking. Yeah. You know? Uh, DJ D rec 92, Matt, if the Vikings make it to the Super Bowl and you go, you'll probably drive within an hour of me. We can do the drunk show at my house. I'll provide Coors Light, <laughs> Rufalin and be the big spoon. Ooh, nice. The bummer is I don't think I can afford, I think I mentioned it before. I might go to Minneapolis just to hang out, but I definitely, the, I'm priced out of the game. It's just ridiculous. It's Roofies stupid. in the big spoon. I don't know. We'll see how bad his dating life is going then. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Onslaught Faye, why do nationalist socialists get labeled as right wing when they're technically leftist quadrant four? Replace wealth power. Uh, duh, can't say it, bro. I'm sorry. <laughs> I got to review these before I read Disavow, them. disavow. Disavow. I'm, I'm sorry. I, I can't read that. Um, because Spino's listening. Bill McPherson, shouldn't Megyn Kelly and the rest of the white mainstream media remove themselves to allow more minorities in that field? Shouldn't yeah, they? for sure. I mean, Megyn Kelly, you big whitey, you just took the place of a minority that could be doing your job equally as badly. Yeah, she was just, you know, a, just uh, groveling to Hoda Kotb and Hoda getting that job on on today the other day, uh, the other week when Hoda Kotb got named. And the extension is, well, there you go. Like I, I should be fair because she didn't say Hoda. It's so great that you're here and a minority. She didn't say that. <laughs> she was. But if she it. did, then then the extension would be step aside, Whitey, get out of here. But that's not what happened. So it's probably a little unfair for me to say that. Um, two A said, reference dating sites. How about starting a beauty in the beta dating service for like-minded individuals? You could Ooh. corner the market for libertarian conservative dating. Funny story. I'll be real quick though, because we have run out of time. Yeah, um, we got three top, no, two, three topics to talk. You guys, we're going to be here until 830. So I hope everybody's yeah. hanging out and has their cores light at home. Um, yeah. Before I started my channel, I actually was going to start a dating service business. And mm. I had like, I was like ready to go. I was I was really going to do this. Um, 
So I've actually thought about this uh, before. I there have got to be enough people that are conservative that want that are single that that want to do this. So. It, it, it's it, it, here's another thing about the. I don't know. You ever feel like some people are are destined for certain things or supposed to do certain things? You remember when we were in Cleveland and we randomly met the founder of FarmersOnly.com? He just right. came up and to us. And he was so super was nice cool. to us. Just a cool He's dude. He's like, hey, who are you guys? Who what are you, you guys? Yeah. yeah, that was really nice. Was like, um, you might know the website I run. It's FarmersOnly.com. And I was like, you don't have to be lonely <laughs> at FarmersOnly.com. Yeah. Of course I know, man. Yeah, totally. Yeah. It's It's got to be good now. Yeah. Um, Stan, friend of the show. Well, technically, Megan Kelly is right. If you include how much Black Lives Matter has grown over the last 10 years, then yes, hate groups are on the rise. <laughs> true. I should give that a that's a rim shot worthy, but that's not even a joke. That's like it's true. That's just it's a factual statement. Yeah. Dangerous yeah. spaces. As a fat person, I hate people saying it's not about what you eat. I'm eating better, no exercise, and I lost 15 pounds so far over Christmas. Congratulations, dangerous spaces. That's yeah. good to hear. We all have a little work to do on our personal health. And so I don't mean to sound judgy. I just want to be people to be the best versions of themselves as uh, that it's possible. You know, I've got some make to me, work to. Don't force me to have certain opinions about things. That's yeah. all I care and about. And Skag's like, I'm just not going to have sex with you. So I don't know. Um, um, <laughs> Nunez Stockson said, Blonde, how do you feel about Trump not knowing about BET? Did he not know? Or was that an allegation in the book? Or I'm something? not familiar with this accusation. So somebody tell me in the Yeah, I'd have to know. I, I don't know the allegation either. Um, and then last one for right now, Joel Dykeman. Unpopular opinion number two, Mexicans equal okay. Snow beaners equal get the catapult. <laughs> what, is, what is this? I don't even know what that means. What is wrong disavow, with you people? Disavow, disavow all of you. Disavow. You're all filthy racist. <laughs> disavow. I actually don't even... I'm just not going to devote any more time to this. Mm. <laughs> okay. Uh, we're gonna, instead, we're going to get into... Um, I'll be quick with this. So most people know Count Dankula's story. Count Dankula... Uh, what? Nothing. I didn't just figure out a super chat and realize that it was super racist. Keep going. Oh, boy. Uh -oh. Just keep going. I did not know that when I read that, you guys. I'm sorry. I didn't, I, I didn't catch it either. That's good. You'll listen to it on... Oh, right I'm sure I'll hear about it later. I'm sure I'll get... You know, I'm sure I'll be chastised. Uh, and I'm sure there'll be a screenshot from Jared Holt of a, a look. Someone put a super chat in there. That's that he was doing that to Worski. It's like, look at this super chat that says something racist. And it's like well, Worski doesn't control that. You can't. I can't stop someone. Can you imagine from being a tattletale? as a job like his job is to like collect all these little morsels of, of bad things that we all did and then go and report him to his boss yeah. he's such a but naughty in, boy in this case it's not even <laughs> us it's like anyone is free to go post whatever they want right there and we can oh. block them after the fact but i can't they could just go create another account i can't stop yeah. them from doing that yeah. other than shutting down the whole thing so it's cool disavow okay so yeah disavow so most people are familiar with um count dankula uh, and his Nazi pug ordeal. So this is like two years ago. He makes a joke. He teaches his pug to Sig Heil and makes a big joke of it. And it, as I recall, it's quite funny. I haven't seen it in some time, but I remember it being pretty funny. And this violates X, Y, and Z Scotland law. He faces up to a year in prison. The trial is going on now in Scotland or was the past few days and is now on a break again. Lauren Southern was on scene in Scotland and had some... Um, observations from the courtroom to offer now as, as i mentioned count dankula himself uploaded a video a few hours before we went live so if you want to hear from directly from his perspective you can go to his channel and check it out i'll link it in the description if you do for now we'll have to rely on lauren's uh, secondhand account which is 
pretty hilarious in my opinion. This is Lauren describing what happened at the um, Countankula trial. Right now I am in uh, Scotland actually at a court case or a verdict rather for Count Dankula who two years ago taught his pug to do a Zieg Heil as a joke. Now he is being tried to see if he can go to jail for one year for the crime of teaching his pug a joke. What I have seen in that courtroom today is some of the most ridiculous stuff I have heard in my entire life. The crown is going on about anti-Semitism, racism. So as I understand, when she says the crown, she's referring to the Scottish government prose prosecuting Count Ankula. Yeah. So that's what, when she says the crown, that's what she means. Religious rights, whatever it may be. It's a effing joke. It was an effing joke. I cannot believe it has gotten to the stage of being in a courtroom. The Crown wanted to make the, uh, they wanted to make it harsher on Count Dankula. They wanted to add things like he was trying to stir up more hate and they wanted to make it so that it would be a much harsher sentence for him. And the judge has just said no, because he can't add it in this late in the case. It's been like two years. The Crown kept it's been two saying, years yeah. <laughs> gas the Jews. He just kept saying, he's like, and this man in his video said gas the Jews 32 times and had his pug watching a Hitler speech. A Hitler speech. This pug was Zeke Heiling. And the crowd was like getting emotional. I've been to normal court cases, but I have never been to meme court. The crown wanted to make it quite clear to the judge. They said, if he was joking, this is a terrible thing to say, even if he was joking, but we want to make it quite clear that the Crown believes he was not joking. This was not a joke. He, they don't believe that the pug, Zeke Heiling and watching Hitler was a joke. They just, they don't buy it. They think there's some secret narrative going on where he's using his pug to try to radicalize people into Nazism and they actually said that. Yeah, and in Count Dankula's video, he pretty much uh, uh, says much the same thing. So in his account, he says prosecutors tried to get him on a more severe charge or a punishment. Five years instead of one. And the judge refused. Can you believe this is even happening, though? Yeah. It's and, just and again, to me. It appears, I don't know how the legal system works here, but it appears the crux, a, a significant distinction in this case is, was it a joke or not? Prosecutors argued his Nazi pug um was a, a call to violence and that context should be disregarded and ignored. Prosecutors argue it was not a joke. He's secretly trying to spread Nazi propaganda, encourage violence toward Jews, and is only using the pug as a cute smokescreen to mask his violent intent. The idea being that the cute dog makes the ideology more approachable and appealing. You must be joking. First of all, Count Tankula is a far, he's far left, like mm -hmm. in the communist territory, far left. Is he? I didn't even know that. Yeah, really far left. Yeah. Um, this is this just blows my mind. We can't even protect protect jokes anymore. Like, what do these people want? Do they want a post humor society? Yeah, I mean, it, it, the logical extension here is that if 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 so they're basically arguing that according to Count Dankula, they said that context should be disregarded and ignored. That's how he described it. I mean, if that's true, then you would just ban certain words, would you not? You can't use this word in any context. You can't use this word or this phrase in any. You know, it's not about jokes or not. It's just bad words are banned at that point. What? Oh, God. Hmm. 
what is wrong with these people? I mean, the, I know that they delayed the trial, but I, I think I theorize that the reason for this is they don't really know what to do because this case sets the precedent for everybody else that's concerned about hate speech in Scotland, which is a ton of people. Yeah. You know, Goodfellow was also arrested uh, for something benign. That's right. I forgot about that. Um, so everybody's waiting to see what, what's going to happen. And if they throw it out and they're like, eh, this is nothing, then that is a sign to everybody in the YouTube community that if you live in the UK, you can say whatever the fuck you want because they're not going to prosecute you. If they throw them away for a year for this shit, there's going to be a huge uproar. And so they're just kicking the can down the road. They're like, we yeah. don't know what the fuck, well, what are we going to do about this? Yeah. So as you mentioned, the trial's now delayed until March 20th. And uh, in his video, Count Acula noted this whole ordeal at that point will have lasted lasted twice as long as the Nuremberg trials. The Nuremberg trials, of course, being for real Nazis. Oh my gosh. It's like, oh, you want to groom young white, young white girls uh, so that they become, you know, with rape gangs and everything like that. So they become sex slaves. The police are like, oh, that's totally fine. We'll help you. But you do a a skit with a pug that's supposedly a Nazi and we will throw you in prison. These countries are totally fucked. Like how, without the First Amendment, how would we even function? I don't know. I, I worry about these things. I worry about uh, the, the speech precedent in Europe. I worry about the migration crisis in Europe because uh, I just worry about the right values being minimized across the globe. You want allies with the right values, and Europe has certainly been a stronghold of that, at least generally speaking. And the more this stuff keeps deteriorating, the more I worry that the United States suddenly becomes very isolated in terms of what is the most crucial value of them all, which is say whatever the fuck you want, make whatever joke you want. Yeah, all the more reason that we need to protect who's coming into our country. Yeah. This is outrageous. What do you think is going to happen? Really quick. I, 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 there's no way they're, I, I don't know how their legal st- structure works, but I don't know how you punish Count Dankula without setting a disastrous precedent. And I don't yeah. think they're, I, I gotta hope. I don't know, will I predict? I don't know. I hope reason prevails here because y- you're opening the largest can of worms possible for, for democratic society if you, for a free society, let's put it that way, if you, if you punish this man for what he did. Yeah, the UK, they seem to be unaware of that there. Like, whatever, we'll just settle these precedents to limit speech. Mm. We should pull to these next two topics, though. Yeah, let's let's keep it moving. So we'll get back into the which books are okay to read territory. Because <laughs> Keith Ellison... We should have put these topics back to back. I probably should have. I didn't realize how, how interrelated there, yeah. they were. Um, uh, so Keith Ellison is uh, the, the deputy Democratic chair, congressman from Minnesota. His district is in Minneapolis. Uh, he was at one point, I think the only Muslim in Congress. Now he's one of two, I think, but he, mm, he's that's a, a shame. A... <laughs> Disavow. Uh, what, so you he's... want more Muslims in Congress? Get fucks, gag. Diversity is our strength. That's <sighs> obviously true. Um, after reading. Okay. So he, sorry, he goes to, uh, to this bookstore in Minneapolis. Sorry. I still have the Virgin Paul Ryan on my screen. Let's get <laughs> Keith Ellison's at a, a bookstore in Minneapolis. He says, oh, I'm at Moon Palace Books, and I found the book that, that strike... I didn't realize he typed this wrong. I found the book that strike fear in the heart of real Donald Trump, and the book that strikes fear. But it's a picture of him with uh, the anti-fascist handbook, which is by Mark Bray. And Ugh. this appears to be an endorsement of the book, and the book... I've not read the book, so I want to be clear. I, I saw one account from Newsweek that we'll look at that says this book is presented on politically neutral terms. I have a hard time believing that yeah. since it's coming from Mark Bray, who is an activist and a fierce defender of not just Antifa, but Antifa's 
violence. And to give people an idea of who Mark Bray is, uh, I've, I, I put together a couple of those clips, as we mentioned, one of which features Ashton um, Birdie, who is a Berkeley student. Um, and so this is, this is uh, Mark Bray at, uh, on Meet the Press earlier in the year. Mark Bray is a Dartmouth professor who has studied the Antifa anti-fascist movement. Antifa is a far-left political movement that argues it's necessary to confront hate groups, sometimes with force. There isn't Professor enough Bray testosterone here for one man. The new book, Antifa, the anti-fascist handbook. Just wait till you see the, the Chad president of the Southern Poverty Law Center come in and <laughs> restore sanity. Estrogen and things and up a little bit more. Yeah. No, no, he, he teach, no, he, he, he gets it back on track. Oh, I haven't He's watched this one. All right, good. Yeah, so we'll see in a second. Book. Why do you defend confronting in a violent way? I think that a lot of people recognize that when pushed, self-defense is a legitimate response to white supremacist and neo-Nazi violence. And, you know, we've tried ignoring neo-Nazis in the past. We've seen how that turned out. I think it's a spec. Yeah, so the, again, this is Richard Cohen. I think he's president, president or vice president of the, the Southern Poverty Law Center. Southern Poverty Law Center saying, this dude's crazy, man. Like, this guy's way, way left of us, even. He's insane spectacularly bad idea to give one group of people the right to silence another group of people. It's not an there issue of defending yourself. Uh, it's an issue of trying to silence other people. Off the slogan. That, that's rich coming from somebody from the SPLC, though. I, mean, I know, on. it is, you, it is are amazing. Are you going to say yeah. that you take what Cohen says at face value here? No, of course. I, but I'm saying the argument he's making is great. Yeah, because it's convenient for him this time. Well, I don't know, but what? Why does the Southern Poverty Law Center have an interest in taking that stance? That's what I can't figure out. Why? Like, why is he the guy who's taking the counterpoint to? I mean, I'm sure, to, I'm to sure Mark they're Gray. getting something out of this. Anyway, the, the, to give you a little bit of a, a refresher on who Mark Bray is, real quick. We here, this showed is, this clip on the show. I, but I did a video on this. I swear, I'm, I'm almost positive. I don't. I wouldn't have done it twice. I don't know. I think it was related to something else. All right. Well, anyway, Ashton Birdie asked him a question about, I'm just a regular conservative. Should I be attacked? And then there's another um, Berkeley College Republican student. I forget his name, but he's a student of color too. And he says like, well, what do you want me to do? I'm a person of color. Why are they attacking me? And Mark Bray's response is not that, yeah, violence against you guys isn't justified. It's like, have you guys done enough disavowing? Because if you didn't, then I understand the violence. <laughs> the anti-fascist movement punch a Nazi. Um, however, with what we've seen in Berkeley is a lot of people being attacked um, who aren't necessarily white supremacists or white nationalists, but just everyday people. I know that there is definitely a, a very concerning tendency that has existed throughout all of this history for fascists and white supremacists to infiltrate normal conservative spaces, demonstrations, parties, and so forth. I think it's incumbent upon the center-right to distance itself from these kinds of groups and movements if they don't want to be lumped in together, because as it stands, the track record of college Republican groups and others inviting known white supremacists and fascists to participate in their events blurs and muddies the waters. I am a conservative student, I am a person of color, and I've never seen the harassed by these groups, for example, posted my address on their Twitter page. I don't see myself as a white supremacist, I just see myself as a ordinary conservative student. Have you Good. repudiated all right individuals and groups? I don't know if it ever happened, but you should. You really should. So then, therefore, it's no longer okay for them to attack me. So until I do that, it's okay. I'm not saying what's okay or not. I'm saying that there's a lot of muddied waters. Yeah. It's a lot so, of muddied waters. It's just is, really murky. Yeah. So the whole point being, 
I have a hard time believing that the anti-fascist handbook is just merely an objective observation. At least the author is going on these shows and making public appearances advocating violence in response to ideas. That's what's going on. Um, so I'm not saying, of course, that that book shouldn't exist or that. I mean, don't Keith you think Ellison... the SPLC is trying to get ahead of this because they see what he's doing? I don't know. They're like, I shit, just... we don't want to be involved with this guy that's clearly stoking violence based on ideological, an ideological premise. Yeah. And they're like, we're out. I guess. Yeah. I mean, I guess so. I mean, that presumably that would be on this one, yeah. why they, what they're, what they were opposed to as a foundational premise I would hope that they would stay true to that regardless of what ideology it comes from. Um, so I, I don't care that the book was written. I don't care that Bray wrote it. I don't even care that Keith Ellison is reading it. What I care about is the political optics about Keith Ellison appearing to endorse political violence uh, in response to ideas, violent obstruction of free speech. And it's not just some fringe candidate. This is a guy who was almost chair of the party and is currently deputy <laughs> chair of the party. That's crazy. So while you get all these hit pieces on Paul Nealon, like, oh, he talked to these people or he read this book or he yeah. considered these ideas and that's yeah. connected ideologically to Charlottesville. Okay to be white. And so he's a white nationalist, mm -hmm. but mm -hmm. somebody that outright endorses political violence. I mean, that's okay. This is much more direct and you Absolutely. don't see the same response. So to me, I'm not saying Paul Nealon is great, but there's one person here that's saying, yeah, I, I, I at least appears to be saying, yeah, you know, political violence is is cool. It strikes fear in the in the heart of Donald Trump. That's that's fine with me. And I'm the deputy chair of a party. That's a big deal. Yeah. And so you'd expect in a sane world for that to be treated like a big deal, except we don't live in a sane world. A lot of the, the media coverage that I have seen, which is minimal, but there is some. See this Newsweek piece? Uh, uh, yeah, I think so. This Newsweek piece here. Let me grab it. Uh, headline. Uh, Keith Ellison's Antifa tweet spurs anti-Muslim and racist backlash. Oh, that's the problem there. That's <laughs> definitely the problem. And so people, I thought, are, they, are they serious with this? So I thought, okay, what's, what's the evidence here? They, they note that he tweeted out, okay, what's the evidence of anti-Muslim um, and, and racist backlash? Well, uh, a Muslim pro promoting terrorism is not news, comment. A commenter wrote on Gateway Pundit. <laughs> Commenter super cisgender wrote on Gateway Pundit this. The other uh, other other comments labeled a representative the representative a terrorist. Political violence is terrorism. That that's not racism. God, not this is so exhausting. And and it's yeah. all platitudes too. Like if you're a leftist and you're listening to this and you support political violence, I want you to think of the end game of Antifa. Uh, of Antifa, you know, initiating political violence against people on the right. Every right wing man that I know is m pretty masculine and gun toting. It's going to be hilarious if you guys think that you're going to wage a physical war on them, all you trannies and low T cucks, and that you're going to win. <laughs> it's like, are you out of your fucking minds? If this actually went ahead and you guys had to fight it out, it would just be blood in the streets, Antifa blood in the streets. They'd all be fucking dead in like 10 minutes. Well, it gets worse. Here's another piece of evidence. Paul Joseph Watson, an anti-Muslim performer on the conspiracy <laughs> website InfoWars, posted a story under the headline. And again, this is racist and anti-Muslim. Quote, DNC Deputy Chair Keith Ellison endorses Antifa, a terrorist group. That's racism and, and Islamophobia. Super racist. Now, the comments below Watson's story were racially and politically motivated. Uh <laughs> And there's just, yeah, I mean, these are legitimately anti-Muslim comments. There are people saying like, yeah, look, oh, surprise, uh, 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 you know, an Islamic person advocating political violence, color me shocked, whatever. 
but the the evidence now is so low that it's like yeah we went to an article and we read anonymous comments and that's our evidence of yeah anti-muslim and racist backlash maybe the maybe you consider the backlash to be poor taste but it doesn't address the question of was the backlash justified what prompted the backlash or is was the backlash legitimate or is that even classified as a backlash <laughs> they're just they're too tired of inventing hoax hate crimes and they've been getting caught too much so now they just have to pull anonymous racist comments they're like this definitely represents the general public even though i have no idea who made this comment and so it's one guy at least tacitly saying people with the wrong ideas should be violently attacked and then there's other people anonymously on the internet saying what a stupid bleepity bleep whatever but the newsweek goes oh that's 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 the news the people saying the bad words and imagine if the comments were saying hey here's keith ellison's address let's go kill him <laughs> yeah that's pretty bad and that's at some level similar to what right. antifa is talking about there had to be some comments like that but they care more about racism than I mean if they did they didn't violence. include them they didn't include those were the worst ones is like Paul Joseph Watson wrote an article no and but don't said, you think the general public is more incensed by racism than threats of political violence which is insane I think there's yeah. probably some truth to that which is absolutely yeah. I mean insane. that's just that's just the sickness of of the people of America and Western yeah, yeah. cultures yeah yeah all right, we're, we're, we're running up against the clock and running up against my bladder yet again. So let's, we'll close, before we close with Super Chat, um, with a note of appreciation. There's there's some, high, 20, 2018 has, has really had some high quality appreciation worthy trolling to, uh, to start out the year. Where's the story here? A lot of people probably saw this, but oh, the backstory. California, of course, all their crazy new laws went into effect on the first. And obviously now they're a formal sanctuary state, not just sanctuary cities in San Francisco and the rest. This California state government is not going to help enforce immigration law. Just flood across the border. Come kill all the Kate Steinleys you want. We don't care. We're California. We got tons of blonde white women for you to murder. (laughs) Come on in. Okay, so someone who is not publicly known as of yet. California now confirms up to five prank sanctuary state signs posted across the state. Someone posted these very official looking signs. Really official looking like they're in the right material. They're the right size. Exactly. Yeah. Measurements (laughs) went into this. Fonts were considered. Colors were, were, you know, they got the paint matched and everything. They have the California state seal on it. It just says official official sanctuary state felons, illegals, and MS-13 welcome. Democrats (laughs) need the votes. And it's got a Democratic Party seal on it too excellent this uh so five of these signs have been discovered and removed there's currently no suspect the state does not indicate indicated it will even investigate so it sounds like probably because you don't have the resources because you're spending them all in your minority communities and illegal population (laughs) is that why no that's what i was going to say too because this was top tier trolling the only way that this could conceivably get better is if whoever did this actually hired an illegal to make and put up the signs (laughs) And then that got revealed because then the state's oh, I in a hope real, that's true. Then, oh my God. The state's in a real bind then. Cause it's like, Hey, this is public vandalism, but in a illegal did it. So we have to, <laughs> mm, we definitely can't deport him, but can we, I don't know. Can we, can we, we'll try to charge him with a charge that's way too high. So the crime. jury will let him off. <laughs> <It's> yeah. like, <laughs> I, I hope that happens. But for now, anonymous troll person, if this message gets to you, uh, top tier, very well done. God uh, I'm sure this person trolling. incurred some a lot of costs to get this done. To produce these had to cost a yeah. lot of money. You're my hero. I was proud when I saw that today. I was beaming <laughs> with pride. I was like, that is a good American right there. <laughs>
So uh, appreciation for that person and, of course, appreciation for the guy who invented the Gorilla Channel. We'll have to super chat it before we, uh, before we round it out tonight. Okay, sure. Um, we have David Scheffler. Blonde, I have to say that I like you better here than on your own channel. Did I already read that? I don't know. That's, that's quite the compliment, though. I don't think I heard that earlier. I think it's because you have a man here to keep you in line. Ah, <laughs> there you go. That's true. I mean, you know, Skag keeps me. I know I seem like I'm off my rocker, but he keeps me pretty tempered. I will say. Um, Joshy Boy said it's okay to like pancakes. That's that's now racist. <laughs> if David Duke tweets that out, it's racist propaganda. Uh, Mr. D J Fly High said I can see Tariq Nashit Nashit is what he said. Do mm. a one hour YouTube video about how pancakes are now white supremacists. Yeah, really. Oh yeah, of course. I forgot about that guy. Um, a Pinochet said they didn't finish their pan K K K cakes. Good one. <laughs> Pretty good, Pinochet. Pretty good. Yeah. Dark Room 076, blonde getting in that ball pit, ready for some blood sports. Yeah, I got all this energy now that I'm off Twitter and I just want to use it to just rip leftists apart. It's not as fun on Gab. I, I, I'm so surprised we had such different reactions too because my whole reaction to Fire and Fury and Michael Wolf was like, don't care at all, bullshit gossip. But he, but the gorilla thing was so funny. And then your reaction was just like rage. Like I was just ag- so because everything that came out of his mouth was a fucking lie. <laughs> it's, I just yeah. couldn't. Um, mm. Matt McFadder asked for Matt said that's uh, bull me and Stephen. That's bull me and the commas are important. People, I need them for my on air. At the end of the show, my brain's just mush. I, I need those commas. Um, that's bull me and Stephen. We're at Denny's and the servers. Um, and all the customers were black. We were the only white people there. We waited 30 minutes before we got our drinks ordered while others were getting their food. Yeah, it's because you're white. Hmm. Sorry, Matt McBatter. Complain to Denny's corporate. Maybe you'll get some uh, free Grand Slam breakfast. Hmm. Uh, Jeff K393, Sargon was right to push Spencer at one point. He said there was a spirit of being white. Sounds race fluid to me. Tiger Woods is white in spirit. He didn't say that there's a white spirit. He said, there's a spirit of being white. You know damn well those are different things. And there is a spirit of being white. There's a commonality in all predominantly white cultures defined by things like low crime rates. There's a white there's a white identity. Are, do you guys want me to tell you there's no white identity? Like, what? Sorry, was that poor timing? <laughs> DJ D Rack 92 um, he said snow beaners equals Canadians. I've never heard this before. Oh. That's funny. I've never heard it. Okay, that makes sense, I guess. <laughs> I but guess. <laughs> that's not racist then. You can't be racist to Canadians. Uh, 2A says, <laughs> mid-40s British libertarian engineer seeks American libertarian woman, and it's not just that I want a way out of this madhouse. <laughs> ah, you heard oh, it yeah. here. If you're a mid-30s American libertarian woman, we got someone for you. Two-way. I don't know anything about him or what he looks like, <laughs> but I can hook you up. Well, and this this is related to our joke, too, that becomes increasingly likely to become a reality is at some point we'll have to take in the European refugees seeking refuge from the European <laughs> refugee crisis. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Um, Silver Screen 89 said, it's okay to be blonde, especially since we're a minority. Technically, yes, we are. I think it's uh, 3% of the world population or something like that. Wow. And yeah. I'm extra rare because I have green eyes. So, oh. yeah. Do you guys want me not to exist? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> uh, Redicus says, Nazis bounce back and forth between communism and socialism. The KKK was the terrorist wing of the Democratic Party. Um, yeah. That's true. Uh, Joshi Boy, too blonde. Join the Galactic Empire. You Starfleet commie. Yeah. I mean, 
Yeah. Okay. I've been the watching Empire's some episodes. Way more of fashy. I mean, like I said, you got to see. You got to see. <laughs> You got to see in the latest Star Wars how you know the, the Emperor. I guess it's probably true in Star Wars going back, but yeah, I mean the 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 First Order is basically like some sort of quasi white power group. There's my no diversity. My brother was so fucking pissed. <laughs> he walks into my door. I haven't seen him in like seven months, and he's like, "So can we talk about Star Wars?" I'm like, "I haven't yeah. seen it." He's like, "I don't care." And then he just talked me. It would have been sweet to go to Star Wars with your brother. I would have had such a fun time. Yeah, for the audience that doesn't know, Matt's totally gay for my brother. It's he's weird. so cool. I've said he it is before. Really cool, yeah. He's he's the intellectual Danny McBride. Yeah. He's yeah. like Danny McBride if he, you know, could like speak to you about intelligence. No, it's things. true. He's really smart. And I think that maybe one yeah. of the reasons I got left alone on the Thoughtgate thing was because I've been very vocal about how my intellectual older brother has red-pilled me. And I was reading Matt Forney's uh, Twitter or something like that, and he was talking about how he, that is one of the reasons that he uh, left somebody alone because Jeez. her brother red-pilled her. And I was like, he's got to be talking about me. Jeez. Yeah. So thank All you. Right. Thanks, thanks, brother. I almost said his name. Uh, Redica said, the signs were paper, but it was still greatly executed. Were they really? Those look like metal signs to me. Oh, wow. I mean, they looked like it to me, but if it's, I must have been at least laminated. Let's put it that way. I mean, they're perfectly straight. They weren't moving around. I don't yeah. think they were I mean, metal. There's no wrinkles in them or anything. Anything. Yeah. Yeah. I'm surprised by that. I, I did not know that. Um, Sam said, don't forget LA artist uh, Sabo for trolling Hollywood with we all knew slogans. And oh, yeah. Yeah. Word season adverts. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. I also did not know that. Um, and I think this is the last one. Oh, and I for, the other thing I forgot, there was a great joke. I, I could put it up. This was part of the Gorilla Channel thing too, but I appreciated this because I was looking at Ben Shapiro's reporting on the Gorilla Channel from the Daily Wire. But uh, speaking of the goal of TV and stuff and the Golden Globes are tonight, I loved this. Gorilla Channel expected to win big at the Golden Globes. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't, they're taking home all the awards by tonight, I'm sure. Do you Gorilla see that Channel everybody's is. wearing black at the Golden Globes? Oh, God. Meryl Streep is wearing black after oh, calling yeah. Harvey Weinstein God. It's like, I hope your career is destroyed and then you die. So brave. So stunning. So brave, so brave. Is that why you're wearing black tonight? I'm wearing dark green. Oh, it looks black to me. Uh, Krampus from Kansas is the last one. Hunter S. Thompson is, is still alive. The troll sign is proof. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thank yeah, you all so much for your super chats. We really appreciate it. Oh, all right. Long show. Uh, we'll call it there. Where's my, oh, there's my outro music. I can't even find my stuff i can't even produce this show anymore now that uh not that i normally can anyway thank you uh super chatters as blonde said we really appreciate you guys supporting the show live chatters as well filling us in with facts when we're missing them should post in a way uh trying to get jokes past us to make it onto the show who it knows did. but always appreciate it if you're uh if you're listening on youtube uh, or on an audio platform on demand later thank you kindly as well for supporting the show remember if you're looking for more material you're looking for audio uh, uh, take us on the go including the call-in show that we do on Wednesday nights you can find that on the audio platform so check those out iTunes Google Play SoundCloud Stitcher got them all linked in the description for you and you can always email us that is beautyandthebeta at gmail.com we will be back again next Sunday on the regular schedule no more holidays because if it's Sunday sorry Chuck Todd it's not Meet the Press. It is Beauty and the Beta. Thanks, guys. Bye. See you then. Bye.